What's up, guys? It's the Vigorous Q&A yet again. Sorry for being a little bit late. Uh, I had to copy-paste all of the questions which are posted on Patreon and the YouTube membership section. Um, a quick announcement. We are now at 100,000 subscribers. Freaking insane. And I already got verified. Let me show you in the meantime, because verification usually takes forever. But somehow, some way... I was able to get verified in as little as 20 minutes. So I applied for it. And now you see this check mark right next to my, is it gonna focus? Probably not. Damn it. It's like Inception, right? You see me holding the Incrolex bottle, but it, it's not focusing. Okay, so I guess there's no focus. Well, you can see the check mark next to my name me holding the Incrolex bottle or the box and uh, yes yours truly has now 100,000 subscribers and is verified on YouTube now I have to get the same thing done on Instagram so if you don't follow me there yet um, a link is down below all right guys um, today I recorded the optimized entrepreneurial nootropics deep dive part two covering all of the neurotransmitters uh, that was a huge um, well uh, yeah, quite an undertaking. I probably bit off more than I uh, figured I would have. So I was like, you know what? So let's optimize the neurotransmitters so the nootropics are going to work better. And then I started doing my research and it turned into uh, several weeks of research. So I had to compress that. The video will probably be like 45 minutes in duration with chapters and timestamps and that kind of stuff. So don't worry, it will be very coherent. And then we're going to continue with the entrepreneurial uh, deep dives because now that it's all in my brain, um, I would rather get that out of the way first before I start working on the membership section. I recorded a couple other videos today. Did a Muscle Nomads with Aaron. Tomorrow, I'll record a podcast with uh, two people who uh, well will drop next week. So just stay tuned for it. And uh, and then we're slowly going to work through all of the content and uh, do a little bit of a monk mode because the membership section, I already wrote a rough draft for phase one. Man, that's going to be a giant freaking undertaking. So if I don't respond on social media or I seem a little bit, um, you know, MIA, that's because I'm doing research trying to get this membership section off the ground. All right. Um, I see we have no viewers. That's fine. <laughs> We're still going to answer all of the questions. Um, but if anybody's here, well, now I can't really check if my audio is working, right? Well, fingers crossed. Everything looks like it's working. So I'm just going to proceed ahead. Let's see. Elvaro JD asks, does growth hormone really slow down the aging process? If it does, how does a true replacement dose one to I use uh, pair up against larger doses? So uh, I don't think that growth hormone slows down the aging process at all. I think in, inherently it might speed up the aging process because growth hormone... Um, well, it promotes IGF-1 production in the liver and wherever you inject it, if you inject it intramuscularly, albeit that, you know, localized IGF-1 production is uh, marginal compared to systemic IGF-1 coming from the liver, which is stimulated from growth hormone when it goes systemic, ultimately ending up in the liver. So um, it's been uh, assumed, speculated, or determined that uh, elevated levels of IGF-1 will, uh, of course, uh, cause cell proliferation and in the act of cell proliferation the cell division the dna has to uh, multiply divide so this dna is literally being torn apart so now you have two halves of the dna and then the dna the the other halves right the um well whatever the amino acids are the a b g uh sequences they're getting filled up left and right and now you have one split dna into two dna strains 
in that act, the telomeres, the ends of the DNAs, get shortened. So these are the telomeres are basically a protective measure at the end of the DNA. And as the cell divides and the DNA splits, these telomeres shorten and shorten and shorten to the point um, at one point, right, through additional cell division, these telomeres uh, no, are no longer present. And then the actual DNA, which uh, contains the instructions for uh, RNA messaging and uh, gene transcription, right? All those instructions get shortened and shortened and shortened as well. And in that process, um, right, over time, the DNA turns senescent or might turn cancerous. Didn't I just explain this on the Mark Bell podcast? Anyway, um, so in that process, the DNA gets shorter and then the cell doesn't function correctly anymore. And it might die, turn senescent or turn cancerous. And that whole process is aging. So. In the act of taking super physiological doses of growth hormone, you might actually speed up aging um, unless you use something like telomerase, um, enzyme activity upregulators like astragalus root extract or epithalon for that matter. So um, you have to look into the total picture, right? If you take growth hormone to increase cell division uh, indirectly through IGF-1 increases, then it might be good to once in a while do some epithalon or take astragalus root extract to maybe offset the shortening of telomeres and not um, excessively age you faster. Um, I think that the, um, you know, I think that growth hormone only slows down the aging process from a topical sense where it fills in the wrinkles, makes your hair grow better, makes your nails grow better, right? your skin grow better, so you look more youthful. Um, but looking more youthful doesn't mean that you're actually more youthful. And all this uh, raving stuff about the thymus regenerating and thus all the organs regenerating, I think it's very far-fetched. And again, you know, if the thymus was really regenerating, all of the bodybuilders would have a phenomenally large thymus because of course we take about loads of growth hormone and um i did full body ultrasounds and i can't say that this sonographer mentioned to me like holy fuck steve your thymus is like this big what did you do right that never happened ever with any bodybuilder all over the planet so um i think that one to two ius are good for uh, topical anti-aging to the point you you look youthful three ius uh, might be better if you have a boatload of wrinkles that you need to fill in but then again you can do one iu or one to two ius a growth hormone and take a little bit of botox right if that's the route you're going after um so you know i think if you take like eight ius 12 ius then you know the face gets a little bit droopy and you lose a little bit of fat from the the skin here and then it starts to turn into this you know like a salty dog and then it gets all nasty looking so um if you want real anti-aging look into uh, nad plus nicotinamide mononucleotide uh, magnesium also helps with enzymatic reactions vitamin d3 taurine and acetylcysteine right all of this is already very well documented as of recently uh, physionic covers most of these topics on his youtube channel all right he also has 100,000 subscribers but he is not verified yet physionic just apply, dude. It takes like 20 minutes, apparently. All right, next one. Uh, Call of Duty Dog Styles, uh, assuming that's what the COD stands for. Call of Duty Dog Styles asked, Hey, Steve, uh, cruising a TRT on 140 milligrams testosterone annotate, 60 milligrams primo annotate split, uh, let's see, three point every 3.5 days. So that's uh, twice per week injections. HCG uh, 250 IOs three times a week. How can I raise SHBG? It's currently eight animals per liter. Total testosterone is 1,000 nanograms per deciliter and estradiol is 
our 23 picograms per milliliter. Okay, so in your case, um, I would say that it's probably the best uh, in, in your best interest if you want to raise SHBG levels to remove the primo. And if you remove the primo, then um, your SHBG should slowly come up because your ester dye levels are slowly coming up. So in that sense, um, you have to take one compound out to have favorable SHBG levels. Now, I'm surprised that your SHBG is this low. Uh, are you taking any growth hormone? Are you taking any insulin? Are you taking any zinc? Uh, are you taking any boron? Right? All of those things can potentially contribute to low SHBG levels. So... Um, I would say maybe uh, look into all a multitude of different angles. Uh, see if your thyroid panel uh, through blood work isn't you know terribly crushed, where your T4, T3, and TSH levels are all over the place. Right, uh, thyroid hormones also contribute to sexual binding globulin regulation and production. And then um, I would say in your blood work for your total testosterone being at the top of the reference range and your estradiol being at the medium of the reference range, uh, there is some room for uh, improvement there. And you can do this improvement by either taking the Primo out fully, um, because even at this low, so you basically have a two to one ratio, right? So even if you take the Primo out, I think your estradiol will come maybe to 35, 40 picograms per milliliter, which is at the top of the reference range. And then after, uh, your SHBG should slowly come up because estradiol is higher and there's less of an anergenic burden in the form of a dihydrotestosterone derivative, namely primabolin. You already split up your dose to twice per week. Um, so I think that's fine. And just keep some Nolvidex on standby because, again, we don't know if your estradiol levels are really going to um, moon up in this adjustment. Please do your blood work four weeks after uh, taking the Primo out. And then hopefully your libido will improve, assuming that it's the libido uh, that is an issue for you currently. Let's see. Uh, Jay Hodge asks, um, let's see, at 200 milligrams testosterone cypionate per week, my SHBG and estradiol are quite low. Adding in 100 milligrams of Primo makes it worse. So you guys should just really talk to each other, right? Uh, <laughs> Call of Duty Dog and uh, Jay Hodge. Um, this is with HCG. Could I add a low consistent dose of aromatized uh, compound in like uh, Dianabol, Anadrol? Anadrol doesn't aromatize or estradiol itself to get my estradiol levels up. I'm trying Torchesterone to get SHBG up. So in your case, at 200 milligrams of testosterone per week, um, you know, with HCG in the picture, and if your estradiol levels are reasonably low, why don't you go to 300 milligrams of test instead of adding in the D-ball, which converts into methyl estradiol. Anadrol allegedly interacts with the estrogen receptor, but doesn't raise serum estradiol levels. And tocesterone um, will have a very narrow scope of an estrogen-like effect, but does increase SHBG levels. So how about you try 250 milligrams of test for four weeks and maybe 300 milligrams of test for four weeks? It's uh, HCG can stay exactly the same. And orchestrone, um, you know, 300 milligrams, uh, you know, from the extract, so 3,000 milligrams, but it's actually 10% extract. So you get 300 milligrams terchesterone. Um, Feel free to combine that with ectisterone. And man, there's a huge discount sale going on right now at uh, Gorilla Minds and Gorilla Modes. 30% off with code VIGOROUS for the Black Friday sales, right? I mean, those Black Friday deals, 30% off, don't miss it. Tergesterone and ectisterone for only, uh, well, 70% 70, 70 of the regular price. So um, I would keep taking that. The only adjustments you need to make right now is just increasing your test a little bit. Laying off the Primo, keeping the NTG the same and the the same. 
and then uh, checking your blood work as uh, you go along. And again, if you take growth hormone or insulin, those are known to lower SHBG levels. And if your thyroid panel is off, just like I mentioned before, that is also known to lower your SHBG levels. So please check your thyroid levels, your fasting insulin levels, and your growth hormone levels, unless you're supplementing with it, then you can make further adjustments there. Rocco asks, hey, Steve, does DMP cause systemic inflammation? I tried it earlier this year and lost 25 pounds. Holy shit. Well, I mean, DMP clearly works. Uh, I'd like to try it again combined with terzepidite. Um, well, I mean, there might be some systemic inflammation because it's, of course, uh, ATP synthase uncoupler and you get a lot of oxidative stress. So, But I can't specifically remember if DMP causes systemic inflammation. And I haven't really seen a lot of blood work as of recent of people who take DNP. Um so it might be um so if you want to run that experiment again i would advise against it i think just running terzepidite and, and maybe some traditional fat burners um could get the job done but if you want to get shredded in a hurry um yeah maybe terzepidite and dnp is the way to go albeit i'm not an advocate for it please check your blood work see if your high sensitivity c-reactive protein levels are going up if your homocysteine levels are going up if your uh, neutrophil to lymphocyte ratio is going up or uh, skews compared to baseline readings. And um, unfortunately, you can't really check, uh, you know, antioxidant status or reactive oxygen species through conventional blood work. Um, so make sure you're on top of your N-acetylcysteine, your injectable glutathione, your vitamin C, uh, a boatload of uh, blueberries and strawberries and that kind of stuff for pyruvate, but also for antioxidants. And just make sure you stay on your top of your health because I do think that DNP is pretty fucking unhealthy. Worse than terzepidite, that's for sure. All right, Scott Hermans asks, uh, any experience with exertion headaches or tension headaches? I've only had them a few times in my whole life, but when I do, they completely destroy me. Feels like a brain hemorrhage. Recently, I felt uh, one starting up during heavy leg day, and then later it started uh, after doing the business with the wife. Oh, yeah, okay. So attention headaches, it's very common that that occurs during strenuous sets when you're holding your breath. I actually made a video about that. Let me link it down below. Uh, let's see. What was it? Oh, uh, was it headache? Headaches while using oral steroids. Maybe that's the one. Not really sure. It's an older, older one because I still have hair. <laughs> Let's see. All right, so let me link it down below so I don't forget. Okay. And then, uh, let's see. Pump. I think there should be a video about how to manage skin splitting pumps. I get, I'm searching on live. All right, that's new. Uh, uh, uh. There you go. And there's another one. Okay. So these, these two videos, I'll link them down below. Give those a watch. It's basically about holding your breath and having high blood pressure. And then, of course, when you do strenuous workouts like uh, leg presses, or uh, bang the misses, also pretty strenuous, <laughs> but in a good way, um, you can uh, get a headache. So look into your electrolyte intake, look into something like cardotone and over-the-counter supplements, which is known to um, promote 
uh, or regulate blood pressure, look into your magnesium intake specifically. And then, uh, you know, if you want to have optimal electrolyte delivery and, and transport throughout the body into skeletal muscle and bones, particularly regarding calcium, then look at the vitamin D3 and vitamin K, right? I think I mentioned this so many times already. So um, make sure you uh, exhale properly. I also have a video about this, right? That you have to grunt. Let me link that one down below also. Grunting is anabolic. That was the video, right? Yeah, grunting is highly anabolic. That one is also important for you to watch. So watch these three videos that I linked down below. And then I think you can pretty much piece it together. So grunting, right? Don't hold your breath. Uh, look into your electrolyte intake. Uh, look at the carditone. Look at the Cialis. Look at the Telmasartan. Look into anything that can modulate your blood pressure positively. And then I don't think you'll ever have tension headaches ever again. All right, next one from Darius Mixio Mixonio. Ask, congrats on 100K. Thank you very much. Question, how do you tell the difference between constipation due to insufficient fiber intake and constipation due to uh, too much fiber? Is the same, uh, is all fiber the same or should we chalk soluble versus insoluble fiber? Um, man, I think that's going to be hard to tell. I mean, you, you would expect like with insufficient fiber that your stool would be quite hard and not properly lubricated. Um, I think it would just both be painful. <laughs> so if you're not sure, uh, track your uh, fiber intake and try to balance that to about 38, 40 grams per day. Um, and then slowly start adjusting with 10, 20% increments. So if you're currently on five grams of uh, insoluble fiber or, or soluble and insoluble fiber, uh, maybe increase that to, I don't know, seven and a half or 10, right? Slowly increase it up to around 40 and then decide if you want to, um, you know, increase it any further. And, uh, and if you're at 80 grams of fiber because you eat a boatload of oatmeal, and uh, you know potatoes and vegetables then maybe consider lowering that maybe replace some of the oatmeal with um you know quinoa or rice or something along those lines right and reduce the vegetable intake so uh i, I think it would be hard to tell i always get about 50 60 grams of fiber in per day and uh, my stool is uh, well uh, pretty freaking good so if you're currently constipated to the max um well we have uh, those uh, emergency what is it called uh coffee colonic kits uh, you can buy those on amazon with uh, prime delivery so you can get them the next day or um well but you might want to put something on the tip and uh, get some uh, vaseline ready i don't imagine that this has been used and hydrate from the other end so you can loosen everything up from the other end and then um, evacuate your uh your problematic uh fiber or lack of problematic or lack of fiber that is not problematic right so yeah uh good luck i would say darius uh also asks why do you think general population want to pretend and choose to believe their favorite athletes are drug free uh well the general population likes to believe a lot of things right um do you think they'll ever understand that enhanced athletes are really cheating so it, technically it's cheating based on the rules of engagement of the competition right they say drugs are not allowed and we have a, a world anti-doping agency 
prohibited uh, list and testing and or um, United States anti-doping agency uh, prohibited lists and testing and then there's actually a boatload of these uh, you know drug tested federations out there so uh, in the eyes of the federation uh, athletes might be che uh, cheating but in the eyes of all the other athletes uh, <laughs> nobody's cheating because everybody's using performance enhancing drugs but some of them are using them more smartly um, allowing them to beat the drug test uh, with basically a, a 10 minute clearance time uh, compared to failing the drug test. So uh, it's an IQ test, I would say that. That's why we have, uh, you know, drug gurus and coaches out there who are very knowledgeable and experienced with beating the drug test. So all these athletes can compete against each other under the premise of being natural. Um, but in reality, they're juiced to the fucking socks. Now, what does general population have to do with this? Uh, general population are the... The sheep who buy all of the sponsors, the sheep who, um, you know, uh, watch the commercials in between athletic events and thus spend money and money and money. And these sports still need to be subsidized and funded, right? The Olympics, for example, drugs galore, but it's in the eyes of general population, it's clean, it's drug tested, everybody's natty. And then everything, um, you know, all the, all the commercials that are being played during the Olympics or the NFL or the, the the basketball league or the hockey league or the baseball league right a basketball league all that stuff um is there to make money and the athletes um, even though a large majority are making good money eventually the athletes will suffer because if they fail the drug test they're out of a contract out of a career when in reality they push the sports forward and allow all of these um you know uh, this entire money-making device through sponsorships right and commercials and brand deals to be in place without the athletes there will be no money-making opportunities from anybody but the problem is that there's about a lot of athletes so if a couple drop off then uh, the sport will survive now i honestly think that the enhanced games is going to make a severe dent into drug tested sports. I think that Aaron de Souza, who we met um, two weeks ago here in Bangkok, is really onto something. He has my full support because I think the Olympics are fucking corrupt and the, the world championships level uh, regarding any bodybuilding federation is fucking corrupt. And I'm sick of the athletes being shafted. So um, keep your lookouts for the next couple of years. I think there's going to be a boatload of alternatives, sports where you don't are, where you aren't subject to drug testing, but can still get monetary reward through prize money or sponsorship, just like the IFBB. I mean, that's the perfect example, right? The IFBB is thriving. The Mr. Olympia is one of the biggest, um, you know, shows from sports all over the world. And there's no drug testing, right? I mean, Jay Cutler got rid of that by countersuing the IFBB because they were handling the sample so poorly. Um, so, right, there's no drug testing anymore in the IFBB. So it's an open sport. You can take and do whatever you want. Uh, you know, the injuries uh, and the hospitalizations are actually quite rare. It happens more in the amateur circuit than at the, um, at the pro circuit. And I will tell you that at the amateur circuit, when it comes to the world championships, there's more hospitalizations that occur in the NPC or the IVB combined. And those are much larger federations. So comparatively, the percentages are much lower when it comes to instances of uh, unhealthiness compared to these amateur federations that are government sponsored. Yeah, and those always fuck the athlete in the ass. It's only about the officials using the athletes to get a governmental support, which is basically, uh, you know, bribes and extortion when you look at it with an intelligent eye. So yeah, it's not cheating.
but general population is just not intelligent enough to understand the difference um so just let them be man let them be John Prather asks, how would you approach higher dose cycles for somebody following your entrepreneur protocol where drive and productivity are still a priority alongside mad gains? Um, I mean, the higher your cycle dose will be, um, the more sleepy you will be and the more you need stimulants to offset that. But stimulants, generally speaking, cause vasoconstriction, which is not good for gains. So um, you can only accomplish that much by upregulating your neurotransmitters. Again, the optimized endurance nootropic deep dive stack will drop um, sometime next week, just purely about neurotransmitters. So no stimulants required, no vasodilation will be in place. I think if you incorporate some of those um, ideas into your uh, off-season high-dose cycle protocol, I think you can stay reasonably cognitive but not have any vasoconstriction to the point you inhibit gains to a certain extent, but you might still be sleepy, right? So I think at a higher body weight, at a higher training capacity, at a higher drug intake and a higher food intake, productivity just goes down. I feel now that I'm about 92 kilos, 200 pounds, I'm the most productive ever. And I'm sure if I add in a little bit of TRT and I start training harder and eating more, productivity will come down. Or I need to compensate with stimulants, right? Which at the time, if I do go on cycle, yes, I can use some modafinil again and maybe some other uh, actual nootropics, uh, which I don't want to use right now. Just the neurotransmitter upregulators and motivators or <laughs> improvers, not motivators. Uh, well, dopamine is highly, mo uh, dopamine levels uh, increasing is highly motivational, right? So I was correct to a certain extent. Anyway, so the neurotransmitters, um, you know, upregulating that with over-the-counter supplements is pretty safe when it comes to fertility from all the research that I've done. But modafinil, for example, uh, not so good for fertility. And, uh, you know, fluvoxamine, not so good for fertility, or at least not, no clear evidence that you should be taking it. And then all the other uh, nootropics like Adderall and Ritalin. And, you know, right, there's a lot of uh, nootropics you can choose from. Uh, the fertility data is not so good. So those are off the menu for me. But I would probably incorporate one or a multitude of them if I were to um, follow the entrepreneur protocol and at the same, try, same time try to make some serious gains. Yeah. Yeah, I would say make all the gains and all the money. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all those under membership sites uh, might as well file for bankruptcy. Oh, and I'm done with that shit. All right. Darius asks, uh, best way to approach custom clearance when ordering... No, 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 no. we're not going to go in there publicly. <laughs> Sorry, dude. <laughs> Sorry. No, it's because uh, you're making it very, very easy for the customs. <laughs> to uh, watch this video and then start looking into things. So uh, discuss this with your source. Yeah, sorry. There's also asks uh, if my two milliliter glute intramuscular shots leave uh, lumps and bumps, but barely go away before the next shot. Does that mean the oil is leaking into the sub space? Is it is the penetration angle wrong <laughs> with a 24 gauge? Um, no, I think you're just not metabolizing the oil uh, in time and you're probably pinning into scar tissue a multitude of different times. So maybe it's time to start spinning, uh, pinning subcutaneously for a while, um, and doing daily micro shots. So if you're doing, let's say two, two milliliter shots per week, that's excuse me, four milliliters per uh, week in total divided by seven, you can do 0 0.6 milliliters every single day sub Q. Um, somewhere that's not close to the upper glutes, maybe upper quads or side quads or wherever else that's not very visible. And then hire a deep tissue massage therapist or buy a lacrosse ball and work through that scar tissue. 
and to do the reverse hyperextension with a boatload of weight to the point you feel your spine decompress and all the um and separate right and all the scar tissue in your upper butt cheeks is just literally separating from all the pressure of putting two plates maybe even three plates under reverse hyperextension i just started doing that again uh coming back in uh, thailand because i had such so much fun doing the reverse hyperextension at elite fts uh dave tate's uh basically private home gym so um those are back on the menu for me and uh, luckily since i did a boatload of deep tissue massage therapy over the last couple of years my scar tissue in the glutes is non-existent because i haven't injected anything intramuscularly really uh for the last couple of months and to be prior to that i did a whole year of subcutaneous administrations so in your case uh, i think scar tissue is just building up and maybe um, the product that you're using uh, doesn't really absorb that readily so th why don't you switch products to pharmaceutical grade again i have a whole list on my uh, website let me link it down below because people can't use google for themselves nowadays but i don't know what's happening with this new update of wordpress it's uh Oh, actually, now it works again. Okay, uh, let's see. C-reactive protein. Sometimes these articles take forever to load. Yeah, it's taking forever to load. Okay. And even though I, in, I re-indexed all of the PHPs on WordPress. Nice update, 641 or 643. What is it? Uh, somewhere along those lines. Uh, I got to redo my website at one point. Don't, start, don't all start applying, okay? I'll announce it when I'm ready. Uh, let's see all right here you go save so um switch to pharmaceutical grades a carrier oil that can disperse and absorb and metabolize and uh you know within a week or so before the next injection and work through that scar tissue baby please because that's probably inhibiting the absorption of your injection depot John Prather asks, do you believe in the idea that injecting growth hormone intramuscularly can create localized IGF-1 effect? Um, so the evidence is there, but uh, of course, you know, IGF-1, IGF-2, mechanical growth factors all being stimulated when you train vigorously with resistance training all the way to failure and beyond, perhaps. The evidence is there that it does that. Um, but I did growth hormone administrations for an entire year in my right chest to um to get that to grow right post-workout pre-workout i tried all kinds of different protocols i documented it in my growth hormone ebook no effect now that's of course anecdotal evidence with the n of one so maybe my right chest is just absolutely shit and it will never grow no matter how much igf1 and growth hormone and uh, uh, injectable uh, pre-workout from amino asylum i inject right maybe oh, it's never going to happen maybe just a shit bodybuilder or maybe my left uh, chest muscle is just a shit uh, part of my physique but for me it didn't really do anything and um again you know if everybody would use growth hormone for site enhancement um well if it was really effective everybody would be doing it right everybody would be doing it a growth hormone, people would swear by it and do eight iu shots multiple times per day but you know most people can't afford it so i mean feel free to do it and and see if you get any more of an uh, you know anabolic growth potential compared to not doing it right i mean it, it's free to inject it intramuscularly and you're not you're not pinning anymore uh any more than before right two i use is two i use four i use is four i use you just put it a little bit deeper but the problem is with intramuscular injections of course you build up scar tissue and maybe at one point the separation in your chest muscles is uh, not so good i mean 
Don't we all want a nicely, deeply separated chest like Wesley Vissers? I certainly do. I certainly fucking do. So I'd rather not do the injection, uh, intramuscular injections anymore and or minimized and then get uh, nasty, freaky separation because I feel that that's more impressive than having a super round full of physique that's loaded to the gills with uh, growth hormone and super draw and halo test. Oh, that's not true. Actually, that looks pretty good also. But you, you know what I mean, right? So um, feel free to do it and then report back to us in two years and see if your, uh, your weaker body part magically grew by localized growth hormone administrations. Lucas asks, you're a fucking fantastic example. <laughs> All right. You're a fucking fantastic example of what can be accomplished when people have the courage to create a vision for themselves and make a commitment, not just pursuing it in every possible way, but take joy at it at every opportunity. That's fucking right. You better fucking enjoy what you're doing. Otherwise, it gets monotonous. Congrats on your commitment to your vision for yourself on this milestone. Glad you have gotten this... Uh, glad to have gotten to see uh, most of it. Okay, so you have been an early subscriber, Lucas, and I guess you're very happy that I reached 100K. Uh, I'm certainly very happy because reaching 100K was a fucking grind. Yeah, a fucking grind. But I got verified in 20 minutes, so it's all good. All right. Uh, oh, Lucas also has a question. Um, let's see, uh, badly shattered, uh, the femur, uh, femur bone in the leg in a motorcycle crash in 2010. Okay. That's not too far off from when I broke my leg in, uh, 2008, but I, uh, I broke my tibia and fibula in a motorcycle crash here in Thailand. So he's still not great. Okay. Mine pretty much recovered, but the middle plate in my lower leg is, uh, I know when I went to America, it, it contracted and after a while on my feet it, it started her pretty badly um let's see lucas uh, attained some area to 90 planning to do four milligrams daily for 60 days the nerve damage i'd like to address is near the point of insertion of the rectus femoris right uh low on the femoral nerve okay uh concerned about potential abscesses from daily one milliliter bacteriostatic water injections in my quad actually you don't have to worry about that you just make sure you practice safe injection practices right so you you take a shower you scrub the area so all of the uh, the skin cells are gone right maybe trim that area of body hair to keep it super tight and super clean uh tight visually right i mean shaving quads do look better than uh, hairy quads in my opinion um and then you sterilize the area with you know a sanitary uh, you know sterility pad or some uh, rubbing alcohol and then you let that dry evaporate right you need to let it evaporate first and then you do your uh, injection with bacteriostatic water which contains 0.9 um, percent bacterios um what is it benzoyl alcohol right so the uh, potential for an abscess or an infection is very very unlikely if you just practice safe and sterile injection practices um and then with the area 290 for nerve recovery of course you want to inject as close to the nerve as possible right so you would have to go with a deep one and a half inch uh, 25 gauge or a 20 um 27 or even 29 29 gauge which are available those are very very thin right it's almost like an acupuncture needle and of course if you're doing a water-based injection it's it's no big deal right now of course you think that you know where the the nerves are, but you'll probably not get anywhere close, maybe three inches close. So uh, again, stay uh, diligent with your approach or maybe go to a uh, acupuncturist who knows exactly specialized in nerves within the body. Maybe they can assist you and help you kind of pinpoint on which angles to inject 
and how to get as close to these nerves that you're trying to recover by the use of ARA290. Feel free to look into Cerebralizin as well. I mean, it's got brain-derived neurotropic factor and other neurotropic um, uh, peptides. So it's, it's safe to assume that that might have a contributing effect to the ARA290. All right, should I rotate sites? Should I go DPM? Yes. And any other guidance that you can think of would be appreciated. So uh, I try to find a you know specialized acupuncturist and just you know proclaim your condition and, and problem. They might have an idea on uh, how to recover the nerves because again that's what acupuncturists do, right? They have this little needle and they start digging into the scar tissue and maybe activate some of the nerves as well. Some people say it's quack science. Some people uh, really swear by it. I really like my acupuncturist that I have here in Thailand. He did a boatload of good stuff to my neck and a boatload of good stuff for my shoulder and my quads. So I vouch for it, or at least vouch for him, right? It's um, TK. I'll link his profile down below. He's very, very knowledgeable when it comes to this kind of stuff. And, um, and he was a lifesaver when it comes to some of my injuries. So I, I would consult with an acupuncturist and just ask them if they can kind of teach you how to do... Um, you know, a, a self-administration of ARA290 as close to the nerves as possible. All right. Let's see. I think we've answered all of the questions and I'm surprised that nobody joined. Or maybe it's because we're an hour earlier than before. <laughs> you guys have time zone changes, but I don't. So... Or maybe nobody has questions because it's the end of the year and Christmas is around the corner and everybody's just looking to get fat. All right. Well, that's fine. Uh, let me see if any questions uh, came in. No. Okay. Then I guess we're going to go uh, public. Bathroom break. Be right back. All right. Uh, close this one. public all right guys uh i will see you in a bit All right, what's up, guys?
Oh, he, he wants to know, why don't I get notified for the members uh, one, even though I'm a member and have it enabled? I don't know, man. YouTube is just <laughs> fucking broken in that sense, you know? I mean, I don't, I really don't know. It should send it out and it should send out the notification, um, you know, to uh, to all the YouTube members that I'm going live. But it's it's basically the same day every day. So that's why I list the, the time zone. So um just put some sort of notification on your phone like uh, saturday 6 p.m for example uh, i will be live <laughs> trust me unless i mention it otherwise so i'm sorry for the delay it's just that youtube is a little bit broken um but the time is always the same it's 12 o'clock midnight for the members over here in thailand and then of course uh, with the link i always post on uh, the YouTube uh, community sec uh, section. I uh, have that link with all the different time zones for Berlin and London and uh, you know New York and LA and uh, Australia. And then you can kind of piece it together there. All right, guys, um, let's get started. Let's get started. Adrian Croak, what's up, dude? Good to see you again. I hope you enjoyed your holiday. Um, let's see uh, uh post not clarity how's it go with your fertility process so far uh, no news so far i will announce uh, something good when we pass the third trimester but uh, nothing as of now right i mean uh, my wife has a five percent chance of getting uh, pregnant every time we try to conceive so it might uh, mean that we need a year and we've been trying for five months so far so stay tuned guys might take a little bit longer than you guys uh, might expect because we're old as balls. Uh, hey, Steve, congrats on 100K subs. Well-deserved. Any thoughts on gray area racing animal pharmaceutical websites looking for pentosan polysulfite hard to find? Um, yeah, so if you type in a horse or camel and racing supplies, you can actually find it very easily, pentosan polysulfate, whether that's pharmaceutical or compounded. It's usually 200 to $250. I actually ordered some. Uh, never arrived yeah because i wanted to see if i could fix my knees with some um yeah sub q or intramuscular uh, uh, pentosan polysulfate uh, pentosan gold administrations but unfortunately it never arrived so um yeah sucks but uh, you know these are a gray area racing animal uh, peptides so you know, with any gray area peptides website that isn't endorsed by somebody, that you're in the risk, right? So, and even the gray area side, sometimes the communication isn't really there. But then again, it's not like buying stuff from Amazon, right? These are gray area peptide websites. So do some research, see if there's any anecdotal reports of a good customer service or bad customer service, and then decide if you want to proceed ahead. But I don't know anyone, any, any website particularly that is good. Um, so I can't, can't recommend you anything. You look like a monk. Yeah. I, I look like uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi and a monk and the Krillin from Dragon Ball Z. And, uh, I look like a lot of things, but I am none of those things. <laughs> uh, let's see, Zane, what do you recommend for lowering blood pressure? Also, I'm extremely excited for your upcoming membership deep dives. Yeah. Just, but give it a couple months, dude, because it will take some time before I'm, I've gone through everything. I just finalized the early draft for phase one, what I need to do. And that's, yeah, it's a boatload of work. So please be patient, right? Uh, don't start bugging me. And Steve, when is your wife pregnant? Steve, when is the membership site ready? Uh, it will be ready when it, I announce it. <laughs> It'll be ready. I might have to go monk mode for a while, right? That's why I'm in the rope. 
might have to go monk mode for a while to really immerse myself into all things uh, anabolic androgenic steroids for phase one uh, because again it's a giant freaking undertaking and uh, the le the least amount of distractions i have the better these videos will be and the faster they will be produced so if i seem mia sometimes i'm i'm working right for the community's benefit and uh, what do i recommend for lowering blood pressure well a magnesium and calcium intake obviously that's good for regulating blood pressure because magnesium and calcium helps to uh or dilate the blood vessels and then after that there's cialis and telmasartan and cardotone which is an over-the-counter supplement containing some extracts which are known to lower blood pressure beetroot extract can lower blood pressure citrulline malate uh, lowers blood pressure um adenosine monophosphate lowers blood pressure right so uh there's a boatload of ways to uh, lower blood pressure but look into hydration and magnesium and calcium intake that's kind of like the foundation of blood pressure management and then of course cialis is good because you get the blood pressure in all organs especially the one that matters the most the penis all right here we go jason koch if somebody had a 50 pounds to lose 23 kilos do you prefer keto or for heavier people? Um, well, I prefer the diet that's most sustainable. Uh, I do like ketogenic diets because it makes you very cognitive. Uh, that's why I follow ketogenic diet for last. And I, I can't even remember when I started. Was that when I was 17 or 21? <laughs> I started like over 20 years ago. Um, well, before I ever touched steroids, that's for sure. And I was, I think I was either in university or just graduated. So that was like maybe like 18 or 19 when I was still in uni. Yeah. Anyway, so I've been doing keto a very long time. I always had good success with ketogenic diets. Um, but of course, at one point, uh, you know, it gets harder and harder and harder. And then you need to, um, you know, have uh, good refeeds with clean carbs to keep your metabolic rate going. Because without clean refeeds, your glycogen stores are going to be low and then your metabolism adapts and slows down. And, uh, you know, of course, that uh, can impair the further fat loss. So uh, unless you use terzepanide, for example, or uh, other uh, fat loss aids, right? Look into a multitude of different options, um, but I prefer keto. Yeah, it just also means that the rebound is going to be brutal. So if you do go keto, um, reverse dieting is mandatory. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. Let's see. Levy Collins, congratulations on 100 subs. Thank you. Was wondering if I could trust any oral that shows up in a capsule and not a tablet. Thank you. Well, um, of course, the underground labs and the gray area peptide sites, they can't afford uh, or can't buy tablet pressers because I think those are only available for pharmaceutical companies. Now, don't get me wrong. China does ship um, tablet pressers all over the world in uh, small parts. So you just have to assemble that once all the parts arrive. Uh, if you go to the Chinese uh, Shanghai or Beijing, um, what is it called? Uh, Medical Expo, right? Pharmaceutical Expo. They'll have those <laughs> those stands available there. And then they're like, yeah, you want this uh, in America? Yeah, sure. We'll just ship it in parts. <laughs> just have to assemble it. When in reality, you shouldn't even own a tablet presser. So um, that's only for a select few companies. That's why uh, most of the over-the-counter supplements are produced in capsules um because uh capsule things you can just basically you have these old blocks and you put half a capsule on one on one side and then you dump a container on it then you flip it sideways to the point all of the powder comes out but stays in the the capsule so in between the capsules kind of slides out but it stays in the capsules and the, you kind of guesstimate that they're all one gram or two grams or three grams however much the capsule contains and then you cap it 
right? That's what a lot of these guys do at home. And then of course you have capsule machines that makes capsules with the correct uh, amount of milligrams or grams for pharmaceutical dose, right? Or the, the, the compounded drug that's within the capsule. So, um, yeah, you know, if you get uh, Anavar in a capsule, it just means that it's from a, you know, a, a source and not pharmaceutical grade. I've never met a pharmaceutical company that produces steroids in tablets or in capsules. <laughs> never. But I've gotten DHEA and pregnenolone in capsules. So, but those are considered over-the-counter supplements uh, in America, right? So, uh, preferably tablets, but if you uh, can't get it in tablets, then of course capsules is going to be the next best thing. It's better than nothing, right? Assuming that it's similar quality. Mm. let's see batman says hit the like button and uh, do you really want to mess with batman batman vengeance right if you don't press the like button it's going to be vengeance all right next one hey fitness uh steve i've been having really bad workout energy wise i have four good sets with a good pump and then i'm trashed all hormones are good blood work is good um too much vasoconstrictors not enough carbs maybe you need to eat more i have a multitude of different solutions uh yeah so look into that almost feels like a, a low blood sugar crash and it's not uh, as I have pre-workout carbs and intercarbs. Oh, okay. So check your blood glucose levels then. Maybe maybe your intra-workout carbs are uh, so insulinotropic that you actually have low blood glucose, right? Maybe your electrolyte balance is just off, dude. I mean, maybe all of these carbs are just missing with your electrolytes because, you know, when you go with intra-workout carbs, you also should supplement with a little bit of electrolytes in the form of uh, sodium, potassium, magnesium, calcium, slightly, right? Sodium the most. And that's why all of these hydration formulas are mostly sodium and then a little bit of magnesium, potassium, and calcium and, and simple sugars to uh, to match. Um, so maybe that's it. Or maybe you're not just not having good vasodilation for these pre-workout carbs to arrive. Maybe your pre-workout is full with DMAE and caffeine and other shit. And, uh, you know, maybe take that out. Let's see. Zubs. Hey, Steve, been reading and watching your training content. My only question is how long should I rest in between sets and exercises? Uh, also, you're only supposed to do one working set for each exercise, right? No, I mean, it, that's a starting point, right? One working set per exercise. But at one point, you can do two working sets or maybe even three working sets. It really depends on how many uh, sets you can recover from. So if all the drugs and the sleep and the, and the food is in place, you can probably do more working sets than not having the drug in place and not having the food in place and not sleeping properly. <laughs> obviously right so start with one working set maybe do one working set and a back off set we can take the failures technically it's also a working set albeit at a higher rep range at a lower weight compared to your first working set and then maybe later on you do another working set in there right but it depends on how many exercises you do and your overall working sets for the entirety of your workout now uh regarding the wrist in between sets um let your heart rate decide Right? Maybe maybe you have uh, one of those oximeters you can just put on your finger, right? They give you um, a heart rate me, uh, you know, reading in like 10 seconds, 15 seconds. Bring one of those 
or have one of those watches which can measure your heart rate right and as soon as you see that it starts to dip down and you're no longer breathing heavy do another set but of course as the sets are more strenuous and the weight gets more heavy uh, it will take longer in between sets to recover but you do the next set when you feel recovered that you can give maximum energy and maximum effort for the next set that you're taking to failure that also means that if you're not taking a set to failure switching exercises so if one exercise where you uh, did a, a working set you take maybe two minutes rest and then a backup set and you take maybe uh, 30 seconds rest because the next exercise is a feel set you're just going to do six reps so all you need to do is walk from that exercise to the next exercise do a feel set by maybe six to eight reps because the weight is not heavy anyway and then you take your two minutes rest for your next working set right go by feel and go by your heart rate all right let's answer some super uh, chats first 10 milligrams anwar pre-workout as a natty would you notice it yes of course and you're no longer natty i mean Come on, dude. You know this. You would even notice five milligrams of Anivar. I mean, you produce seven milligrams of testosterone, give or take, per day. So now you're going super physiological and you will shut down your natural testosterone production, certainly. Uh, most people will notice um, androgen deficiency symptoms within four to six weeks after an oral-only cycle, even though there's some scientific literature that some guys don't have a down-regulatory effect of taking 10 to 20 milligrams of Anivar for longer periods of time. So... Um, your mileage may vary. Yeah. Uh, there should be a $10 super chat somewhere. Where is it? Why doesn't it show up? Oh, here we go. Okay, it's further down. All right. Sorry, guys. Time to start scrolling. Eka Grata Occult. Word question, but here it goes. Since cerebralizing is water based, would taking it directly give. The same bioavailability as taking it intramuscularly. Uh, I don't know if there's any enzymes in your butt cheeks that would break down amino acid-based peptides. Um, but of course, boofing anabolic steroids or recreational drugs work, so it's worth a sh well worth <laughs> worth the boof. <laughs> I don't know. Do it, uh, do it before bed, right? You take the the syringe, right? You draw from the uh, the cerebralisin vial, then um, again a, a little bit of uh, you know petroleum jelly. Uh, what is it called? Uh, uh, Vaseline at the top uh, after taking the syringe off, and then in the butt it goes, and you just squirt it in there. And then let me let us know if you have a better sleep quality where you wake up feeling like super refreshed, right? So um, uh, it might be possible, but you might also get breakdown of the amino acids because it's the end of your intestinal tract and, and in your intestinal tract is where amino acid bonds are broken down and absorbed as singular amino acids or tripeptides or even uh, a longer peptide chains, but probably not to the same exact uh, peptide for, uh, bonds as a cerebral lysin. Um, and keep in mind that the molecular weight of uh, the neurotropic factors in cerebral lysin are significantly higher um, from what I can remember, compared to recreational drugs or anabolic androgenic steroids, which are bioavailable when you take them rectally. Not a very high, high bioavailable, uh, I would say that, yeah. So, I don't know, worth the boof? Let us know next week. Simon the amputee. Well, I hope that's uh, not too severe. Uh, congrats on 100,000 subs, Steve. Thank you very much. Much appreciated. All right, next one. Jesse R. Thanks a lot, Steve, for your great content. All the best to you. Okay, is it like $10 donation day? Uh, I can dig it. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> Last couple of 
Vickers Q&S was like abysmal on uh, Super Chats. I'll tell you that. I look at the statistics and like, oh, I'm like, ooh, that hurts. I got a lot of $1, $2 Super Chats. But I can't complain, right? Everything is extra. We're here for the community after all. Uh, Jason Koch, if, uh, let's see. You're into a high-protein ketogenic diet, right? Most of these guys are afraid of glucogen, uh, gluconeogenesis. I was watching all their videos, one gram per pound or less. Now, I would just bring your uh, protein uh, intake as high as you can uh, get away with, dude. I mean, you need protein for muscle function. You need uh, protein for hair growth, skin growth. Basically, uh, everything is dependent on protein. So don't be afraid to bump it up a little bit. If you feel that you're getting out of ketosis after meals, then with certain meals, you need to lower your protein intake. And I would avoid uh, simple protein sources like whey protein or uh, maybe even collagen protein or other uh, you know protein powders because they're easy to digest. All right, the casein protein, hydrolyzed casein protein, it's very easy to digest. And it's this easy to digest protein that's converted into a gl a glucose uh, through gluconeogenesis in the liver. So uh, maybe stick with whole foods and add some vegetables and added fat to slow the digestion and limit the rate at which these amino acids are entering the liver and uh, later on the bloodstream. So you reduce the amount of amino acids that are converted into glucose through gluconeogenesis. All right, so eat whole foods and shut the fuck up. All right, that's what I do. I, I, I barely have protein shakes. And if I have a protein shake, it's collagen pre-workout when a little bit of gluconeogenesis can take place because I'm training anyway, All right, And a little bit of insulin tropic effect around the workout is good because it opens up the skeletal muscle cells, allowing all these nutrients, these electrolytes, these pump products, these amino acids, and a little bit of glucose to enter the cell and get a phenomenal super pump, right? So not the end of the world. But if you eat steak with vegetables and some fat or salmon with vegetables and some fat, right, from avocados or nuts or seeds or something like that, um, and some whole eggs and some vegetables and uh, and maybe some chia seeds, right, some uh, added fiber sources, I think it's totally fine. And you can pump your uh, protein intake up quite high. And whether that's one gram per pound or 1.5 grams per pound, um, you know, Start low and build your way up as needed. Hey, fitness. Thank you, Steve. Really appreciate the knowledge. All right. Much appreciated back, buddy. Congrats on 100K subs. Uh, I remember you're briefly going over this, but can you please explain uh, how having too much anti-inflammatories such as curcumin and glutathione can also be negative? I Dude, I kind of debunked this uh, in the anti-anabolic uh, supplement stack. I go about vitamin C and NAC and curcumin and everything that you're not supposed to do because they're anti-inflammatories, right? Around the workout, it might be best not to supplement with vitamin C and curcumin and glutathione, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But dude, I think it's just an excuse for, for being a shit bodybuilder, not training hard and not dieting hard and not, uh, you know, taking some, well, performance enhancing drugs, which is, you know, for gold and uh, potential inhibitor inhibitory effect of these healthy and anti-inflammatory over-the-counter supplements. So uh, long story short, if you're a natural, maybe it matters. That's what all of the scientific evidence has been performed on. But if you take even a low dose, like 100 milligrams of testosterone replacement therapy, I think the vitamin C and the curcumin and glutathione is just going to help you um, you know, be a potential anti-inflammatory and antioxidant. And since um, antioxidant or anti, sorry, since uh, reactive oxygen species production goes up 
when you train on steroids. Uh, I think the overall net benefit uh, regarding the outcome of your health is more beneficial than the potential loss of potential gains. And otherwise, you just go to 125 milligrams of test, so that's 25 milligrams of testosterone more, and you will mitigate and undo all of the negative effect this curcumin and glutathione and vitamin C has on your muscle gain. So again, take your vitamin C and shut the fuck up. I take six grams of vitamin C every single day, and I'm still big, even though I'm small, off cycle, I'm still big. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still fucking big, dude. Dude, I'm still wearing an XL shirt and filling it out. And I, I'm I'm starving myself. Well, not starving, but I don't eat much because I have to stay lean for social media. Uh, Gregory Miller, Steve, would you say blasting and cruising is worth it? Yes, and I'll redo uh, some of those videos when it comes to these uh, low-level bodybuilding questions. Don't worry, those, uh, those questions will be answered in depth with upcoming videos. Oh, Jason is like, uh, are you going like all in right now? <laughs> I need $5. I had $5 on black. Okay, I won. $5 on zero. Okay, I won. Okay, I feel confident now. $20 on uh, 26 uh, red. All right, here's the answer. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Too much information out there from people complicating. Yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, people want to sound smart, but in reality, they're not. <laughs> so... This is what you have to deal with as a uh, somebody in the audience. Uh, great details and congrats on 100,000 subscribers and hope you felt uh, welcome in the States. You had a great time as usual. Uh, I'll save uh, shakes for around the workout and refeeds on Sundays. All right. And that's a Sundays with, uh, you know, uh, implicating an ice cream. <laughs> Sundays with a swirl and, a, you know, a parasol on top. Uh, so thanks for your uh, all in uh, 20 on the 26th red. Uh, you've won the next prize, which is more content and answers being questioned. Uh, answers, questions being answered. Jesus Christ, questions being answered by Vigorous Steve. All right, uh, Rico, how's your semen, Steve? Uh, come right over and then open your mouth and uh, let me know how it tastes. Yeah. Yeah, all these semen questions and fertility questions. I mean, it gets old. Uh, 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 let's see. I had all the super chats, so let's start answering some kushes, net. Now, here we go, Henry. <laughs> okay, finally did some research. <laughs> Sorry it took so long. So, on the ephedrine, caffeine, and aspirin stack. So, ephedrine and caffeine kind of complement each other when it comes to fat loss. Uh, but over time, you build up a tolerance to ephedrine. Uh, caffeine is, you know, to be uh, debated. Of course, caffeine blocks the adenosine receptors, and ephedrine uh, stimulates the alpha, alpha and beta. I think both alpha one, two, and beta one and two adrenergic receptors. But of course, alpha one and, and beta receptors, or alpha and beta receptors, kind of downregulate over time. And then, while caffeine might uh, kind of upregulate that to a certain extent. Uh, aspirin is very good at that. It actually upregulates alpha and beta receptors um, and downregulates the prostaglandins, which are slowly being released with consecutive ephedrine use. So the whole theory behind this is that if you take ephedrine, caffeine, and aspirin together, there's no downregulation, and the effects will be continuous. 
um, and might even become more pronounced over time. All right, so that's the whole idea behind the ephedrine, caffeine, and aspirin stack. Uh, I think it's like 15 to 30 milligrams ephedrine, maybe 100 to 250 milligrams caffeine, and 50 to 100 milligrams baby aspirin, basically 81 milligrams baby aspirin, uh, once or twice per day, right? I would start at the low end and then slowly build your way up. And that way, um, you know, you can uh, expect continuous fat loss. Uh, but I do think that liraglutide, duraglutide, and terzepidide to kind of make an ECA stack obsolete until you're at a point in time where you need, uh, you know, receptor-mediated fat loss because, um, you know, metabolism took a beating and your muscularity isn't so good anymore. Recovery came down and then you need to increase recovery by promoting uh, lipolysis from adipose tissue by hammering the alpha and beta receptors and uh, blocking the adenosine receptors and causing further lipolytic effects and then uh, you know making sure that the down regulatory effects of that stack is uh, mitigated by the use of aspirin so when you're like eight percent six percent body fat but you can get down there without anything um without without anything exciting all right what's going on are my uh I'm probably late in the chat. All right, uh, MDL, I'm going to block you forever, and you're just spamming the fucking shit out of it. Let's see. God, I can't. Iron Grid, where the fuck are you, dude? All right, liposomal, you can fucking shove that up your fucking ass. Hide user from this channel. Bye, dude. Actually, no, I need to block you. There you go. Goodbye. Ugh, spam bullshit. Okay. Where are we? Hungry dude, stop fucking around. <laughs> Band these fools. <laughs> I was with my girl. Fuck man, how much money do I need to pay you to stop messing around with your girl when we're having the vigorous Q and I Iron Grid? Jesus Christ, pussy kills you, man. Tell me about it. I've been surrounded by pussies since I was 15 years old. Ah, uh, yeah. All right, congrats. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally. I just realized that I'm literally surrounded by pussy. They got four female cats and a wife. <laughs> Even when I sleep, I'm surrounded by pussy. Yeah. What is that saying? Better one pussy in the hand than ten in the sky? How's that? Is that the one? <laughs> I think Trump said something like that. No, holy shit. We have a federal agent here. All right. I better answer this. Otherwise, I'm going to go to jail. Uh, any thoughts on oversensitivity to uh, aromatized inhibitors, like taking conservative aromatized inhibitor dose and crashing estrogen uh, as a result of it? I can take 6.25 milligrams of aromasin per week and get low estradiol on 500 milligrams of test. Uh, yeah, that happens. I mean, maybe your uh, individual aromatized expression is low or the... You know the excretion of you know of the aromatized enzymes is so good because uh, you know aromasin, um, the excretion of the aromatized enzymes is so good 
because the aromacin binds to the aromatized enzymes and blocks it permanently because it's a suicide inhibitor. So the, the molecule of aromacin goes into the aromatized enzyme and renders it inactive until it's metabolized through whatever pathway it's metabolized through. Um, so, and then over time, you have less aromatized enzymes and less potential for conversion of testosterone into estradiol because there's less aromatized enzymes present. So maybe in uh, instead of 6.25 milligrams of aromacin per week, you take zinc. Also known to reduce aromatized enzyme activity or uh, D-chiro-inositol. Now let me write that down. Let me find it. I learned something new uh, this week. Let me see if I can find it on iHerb for you fuckers. D-chiro-inositol. D-chiro- this one. Hopefully. Here, this one is on, on standby. So you don't necessarily have to buy this brand. I'll link it down below. Give me the liberty of adding in my uh, referral link and discount code. Huh? Bastards. It is on discount, so better fucking buy it. Do some research and buy it, or buy it first, and then do some research. <laughs> Whatever you prefer. All right. Uh, D. Cairo inositol apparently downregulates aromatized enzymes. Yeah, I learned something new this week. So uh, maybe look into that. Maybe you don't block the aromatized enzymes, but you can just downregulate their effects with D. Cairo inositol or myo inositol to a certain extent. And I think there's combination medication or combination supplements out there. Um, and Mayo and Dicairo Inositol. This one is not on discount. Again, uh, look around on iHerb and use that fucking discount code. Yeah, filthy animals. So I can get a kickback. Yeah, I do all this research and I deliver it to your doorstep. All right, refresh the page. Two links to uh, Dicairo Inositol and Mayo uh, Inositol plus Dicairo Inositol. And apparently they can downregulate aromatized enzyme activity. So I'll do some more research. And if it warrants a video, I'll make a video about it and uh, incorporate that into uh, optimize one testosterone levels in the near future when we get back to doing a video that again, because well, every year you have to make a video like that because nobody uses the fucking search function anymore. So might as well make a new video about it with all the new things I learned in the meantime. So uh, in your case, uh, skip the AIs and uh, look at the zinc. Dicairo, inositol, and maybe methane. And I don't want to hear about methane downregulating the androgen receptors. There's literally two studies that show that on prostate cancer, right? Or is your body entirely made out of prostate cancer? I think not. All right? And I took methane for years, and many of my clients took methane for years. And... Uh, Dude, uh, day one shows and showed up hard as nails, right? If you want to compare methane to aldactone, which actually blocks the androgen receptor, yeah, uh, aldactone is going to make a lot more worse and uh, effects. So that's why we limit um, aldactone to like a couple days before the show if needed. And uh, methane you just take freely. And then we hear about that shit. Oh, methane and vitamin C and, oh, and it's going to blunt to the anabolic response. It just You're just a shit bodybuilder. Shut the fuck up. You're just shit bodybuilder. End of story. All right. Jin Kwan. Every time I see your name, I have to think about Mortal Kombat. <laughs> Zhang Chi. Dun, dun, dun. 
Fatality. Okay. <laughs> Steve, what's your recommended supplement for over uh, for a 50-year-old parent to improve their energy mood, uh, et cetera? They still work hard and cannot do anything uh, late in the day. Any tips? Uh, watch the Optimize Entrepreneur Deep Dive Part 2, which is dropping next week. Uh, this will upregulate your mood and energy. I fucking guarantee it. Regardless if you're 50 years old or 75 years old or 16 years old. Um the things you will learn from that stack will be phenomenal. And then add in uh, watching the mitochondrial support stack with uh, nicotinamide mononucleotide, which uh, does wonders for energy levels. And so do, uh, you know, a, a regular B50 complex formula, right? Morning and evening, so you have a B100 complex, right? B vitamins regulate enzymatic reactions and energy levels and moods quite uh, tremendously because guess what? Guess what, buddy? Guess what, a Mortal Kombat superhero? Um, Vitamin B5, B6, B9, B12, all regulate neurotransmitter synthesis. So if your energy levels or mood is low, it's very likely that your neurotransmitters are low. And, bec and, and because of that, or as a, as a direct cause of that, your B vitamins might be low also. So take your B vitamins <laughs> and shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, B100 complex. I mean, guys, it's, it's one a.m. in the morning, right? One one sixteen for me. Am I not full with energy? Right? It's not cocaine, right? That's illegal here in Thailand. It's not Adderall. That's illegal here in Thailand. I took Gorilla Mind Respawn this morning before I started, um, you know, recording the the optimized uh, entrepreneur tropic deep dive video. I had to record it for about two hours, and then I think we'll have about a forty five minutes uh, video when it's done. Because I'm on nicotinamide mononucleotides, because I supplement with some neurotransmitter precursors like L-tyrosine, L-tryptophan, right? Uh, uh, glutamine for glutamates, for uh, GABA, etc. Right? All that thing will be explained in the video. I take nicotinamide mononucleotides. I take B vitamins. Everything is fucking upregulated, and I have energy for days. Um, if I was single, I would have enough energy to fuck all of the cheerleaders of the football team. Even without enough testosterone for the entire football team, I would still be able to fuck all the cheerleaders because I'm so full of energy. And that's simply with over the gun supplements. Yeah. So watch that entrepreneur nootropic deep dive uh, stack and, uh, and uh, start supplementing. You can thank me later. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Where are we? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, I didn't want to click. Uh, I would only go on meds uh, permanently if you need a medical reason for that. I think, uh, didn't I may just make a video about that? Jesus Christ, do I have to link it again? All right, here we go. I'll do the search for you. How to get off thyroid medications. Damn it, why is Paul Burnett live? I gotta, we gotta communicate. Oh, oh no, I'm still here. That's <laughs> a different window. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, thyroid medications. Seems like every, yeah, how to stop T3 and thyroid medications. Man, it's like, I have videos on everything, dude. It's amazing. And you guys still ask the same freaking questions. All right, so I think it's only necessary if you have metabolic disorders and you fucked yourself through um, 
um, you know, overdoing the thyroid medications and not following the instructions which I had in the video, which you can still follow if you're uh, came off thyroid medications a while ago and you didn't really recover your thyroid function, you can still get a good um, advice, right? From that video, it's like a fourth from the top. I'll add the titles in later, guys. Um, but I don't see a reason why um, people need to be on thyroid medications unless they have a thyroid condition like Hashimoto's disease, for example. Right? So. You would like to see you with the cheerleaders. Yeah. I just, I'm too married for that stuff. <laughs> All right. I'm too married. I chose right, dude. I I have no desire to bang other chicks. Really, I know a lot of guys. They marry early, right? They marry when they're like twenty five or something, and then they never get that phase out of their lives where they uh, just have a lot of uh, copious amounts of mindless sex with uh, women you can't remember the name of the day after. Yeah, <laughs> it sucks, right? So you need to go through that phase of your life, and I think I did that up until I was like thirty years old, and then I met my wife, and so I realized she was this completely different from all the girls that I slept with uh, before that time or women I had a short-term relationship with or maybe even a year relationship with, uh, when you finally settle down with that woman that you realize is completely different than all the other girls you ever met in your life or uh, potentially slept with, um, then it's time to throw in the towel in that phase and just like, okay, chill. And I'm over it. I've done it. Been there, done that. Um, you know, uh, uh, banged all the cheerleaders and the, you know, the secretaries and what, what is it called? The airplane hostesses and, uh, and et cetera, right? And the girls who are working at hotels. And not the maids, though, but like the, the girls that work, uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Man, what was that girl? What was her fun? Anyway, the girl that they work at the desk, right? The intake girls. So when you've gone through all of that and then you meet the love of your life, you settle down and you, you close the chapter off and there's no need to uh, fuck additional other girls. I wish more men would think that way, but um, most men or a lot of men in this planet will just, you know, simp or <laughs> or uh, get absorbed by that fucking <laughs> matrix shit and, uh, and, and become uh, women haters to the point they can't even settle down anymore. Yeah. Too bad. Your loss. Yeah. Reception. Right. Yeah. Reception girls. Yeah. Good times. Yeah, they were very receptive. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, good fun memories, though. Hey, Steve, do you have, take clients that don't compete in shows? I don't take any clients, dude. I'm done. I'm done coaching. <laughs> I'm fucking done. <laughs> I'm done. I did it for 12 years, almost 15 years, and uh, I'm done. If you want to bring me out of retirement, it's $25,000 per month, four-month minimum, so that's $100,000 in a single payment through Bitcoin. Thank you very much. Then we can talk. But otherwise, I'm not interested. No, I'm retired. But for $100,000, I will, I will coach you into a show. And uh, I'm, it's very likely that you will win because I have no other clients to divert attention to. But will it be worth $100,000? Probably not. Unless you're a Bitcoin millionaire, you've got money out of your ass. Um, yeah, then, well, you know, money talks, <laughs> right? <laughs> money talks. All right, let's scroll a little bit. What's wrong with bulking on high protein? Well, there's nothing wrong with that, but it's inefficient. Um, because when you have a lot of carbohydrates, 
it acts protein sparing, right? I mean, you have less gluconeogenesis because there's so many carbs present already. Um, so why, why bulk on high protein where you can bulk on medium to even low protein, depending on how much calories you get or energy you get from your carbohydrate intake. So let's say you start your bulk at uh, 300 protein, 300 carbs and uh, 75 fats, for example. Over time, your protein will go up, right? let's say uh, from 300 to 450 grams, and then to, uh, to, to like 600 grams. And then usually when you break the 500 gram mark, um, you can start lowering your protein intake. And again, this is the, assuming that you're a big bodybuilder around 100 kilos or more, you can lower your protein intake because the, the carbs that you take are protein sparing. And you get so many carbs in there that you can simply get away with like 30 grams of protein per meal. Right, especially when you eat a thousand grams of carbs. At, at one point, I have these, you know, my big guys back in the past when I was still coaching, uh, maybe two hundred grams of protein per day. You know, so and 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 they're like two hundred eighty pounds. <laughs> so, you know, so it's that that's what like uh, zero point seven five grams per pound of body weight, or um, one point two five grams per, per kilo of body weight. Here, off the top of my head, I'm not sure if that's correct, but it's it's pretty freaking low because the carbohydrates is so high. And then you're just slamming boatloads and boatloads and boatloads of uh, rice and uh, maybe a little bit of quinoa and chia seeds for fiber. And then a little trace amount of chicken, a little trace amount of fish, and a little trace amount of salmon, you know, or beef. Uh, but they get freaking huge, right? Because the protein synthesis is obviously upregulated with the anabolic energetic steroids and the growth hormone, the insulin, the IGF-1, and everything else. And the, the, the carbohydrate intake is so high that uh, it acts protein sparing um, so they can get away with less. But if you want to bulk on high protein, be my guest. You'll probably be more bloated and the digestion will be lowered and the overall, um, um, you know, expenses will be way higher than just lowering your protein and eating more carbs that are easy to digest. Uh, can you take psych meds like Biproin and Lamatrigine while on cycle? Um, I, I think so. I mean, I took fluvoxamine while on cycle, but of course that is a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor. And what's buprenorphine again? Again, I keep in mind that I'm not a uh, expert on uh, on you know it's well butrin, right? So it's a serotonin. Oh, it's well butrin, right? Okay. What would this do again? Sometimes you can't really find it right away, right? I think. Oh yeah. Oh, it's also selective. Is it also a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor? Oh, I guess so. Um, I guess so. But it also acts as a norepinephrine dopamine reuptake inhibitor. So it's an SNDRI, right? SNDRI. So uh, I've taken uh, what is it called? An appetite suppressant, fluvoxamine. Man, I made a video about this. Oh, tesofensine. <laughs> tesofensine. So I took tesofensine on cycle and, and I didn't notice any uh, severe negative effect. Uh, it was a little bit stimulatory in the beginning, but that seemed to wear off. Uh, Lamotrigine. Lama, what? Lamotrigine. I didn't even know what the fuck that is. Lamotrigine. Anti-seizure, anti-epilepsy drug. Uh, I'm not familiar. So I'm, I'm going to throw in the, the towel and plead a fifth and say, I don't know. But uh, Bupro and Wellbutrin, yes, I know many bodybuilders that take Wellbutrin on cycle. So 
Um, watch that neurotransmitter video. It might do you a world of good. Dropping next week. <laughs> How's the crypto wallet, coach? Uh, <laughs> yeah, pretty fucking fat <laughs> right now. <laughs> pretty fat. Um, yeah, pretty fat. That last move, uh, pretty fat. But let's see what happens. Uh, might be a fake out coming. You know, I felt a little pump this week. Let's see where the cryptocurrency market is at. Um, depending on what happens over the weekend, the next couple of days, I might be out or put more money in. Where are we? 37,700 with a small bump into, uh, 83,400. And I think there's going to be major resistance at this level, maybe up until like 39,000. Uh, yeah. And then past 39,000 yeah might be major resistance at this point but it might be a slow mover so i'm still in for the majority of the time but let's see what happens right if i see like um because we are in overbought territories when you look at the i see that my charts are not here they're on the other computer where I, from what i remember we're kind of in overbought territories on the one day chart and a one week chart so there might be a little bit of a retracement a correction coming uh but so far it looks good I would like to see a retracement to 30,000 though. Yeah. Yeah. A 20% retracement to 30,000 to kind of just solidify, you know, the, the bull market support band and the Fibonacci, uh, what is it? Uh, 0.236. Man, that'd be fucking sweet, dude. Like retrace, but you know, it's, it's a little bit below the, the bottom trend. So maybe a retreat. Yeah. 30,000 with a wick, maybe the 28,300. I doubt it. I think 30,000. Let's see where everything converges is on December the 14th. That's the lower um, support right, of the current move. And it's the previous uh, 1.618 Fibonacci level compared to the previous bull market. That's at 30,000. And then the 20 moving average and 21 uh, exponential moving average also will probably hit 30,000 uh assuming that it's going to retrace up until december let's see 21st 14 21st man it would be good no, no, mid mid to late january uh december like a fat move downwards i'm gonna go all in at that point but it might not happen right we gotta trade the charts and not trade um wishful thinking <laughs> vicarian what is your favorite ancillary currently to raise hdl uh fish oil and citrus bergamot Every other cholesterol marker is in range, except HDL is low and can crunch on her K. Thank you very much. Yeah, so citrus bergamot and fish oil, and that's pretty much all you can do uh, if you're on cycle. And if you're not on cycle, uh, just eat more fat. That's the only lipid marker, the, the only marker that improves by going the, to the US. Uh, my HDL came up and my LDL came down, surprisingly. Must have been all that butter that came uh, in, my, uh, in my dinner and lunch. <laughs> Let's see. All right, where are we? Max S. All right. What? <laughs> you look jaundice. Dude, it's a color correction. Look at my eyes. It's normal. It's white. It's it's this color. It's just probably the color correction. And my liver enzymes will be posted next week when I do the before and after blood work results. But Brandon. So stay tuned. Don't make me ban you. <laughs> 
Max S had a super sticker and here's the question. Congrats on 100K. Steve, looking forward to your entrepreneur nootropic deep dive. Any thoughts or experience with bromantane? Um, did I ever try that? I I don't think I've tried it. I tried Nupept. I didn't get to the bromantane and the Nupept and all this. And, and Dihexa I did try. Um, did I try bromantane? And I have to get, I'm drawing a fucking blank here. <laughs> Terrible. I, I don't think I have. I tried Dihexa. I've tried Nupept. I've tried a couple of Racetams, Hyperacetam and uh, whatever Racetam, right? All those variants. I've tried Modafinil and a couple, uh, or Drafinil for Daphinil, or blah, 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 uh, Modafinil, right? Uh, all these variants I've tried, but Bromantane? I don't think so because Cosmic Nootropics doesn't sell it anymore. And that is usually my go-to place. Oh, they also have a Black Friday sale, guys. Bromantane. Oh, they have it. Well. Oh, this is something else. Bromantane. Ladastan. Oh, this, this product is currently out of stock. Yeah, that's what I thought. So I, I couldn't get Bromantane off uh, Cosmic Nootropics, so I, I probably haven't tried it. Anyway, they have a Black Friday sale. I think they have 25% off. I'm not sure if my code's Vigorous10 will give you 25% off, but they have a coupon code on uh, their website. And I think that their American Warehouse is also back up to speed. So uh, Cosmic Nootropic for all your nootropic needs, allegedly. uh let's see so no uh, let's stay tuned for the deep dive I haven't tried it myself but i'll include it in uh, the nootropic uh, the drug segment of this uh, entrepreneurial deep dive coming soon tamagotchi level man i haven't played with a tamagotchi in uh, a very long time uh, f in the chat if you know what a tamagotchi is <laughs> man i mean imagine if you you if if those were actually sentient i mean how much abuse the tamagotchi toys uh, undergo <laughs> oh shit! don't flood the chats with f now dildafinil yeah that's the yeah that's definitely not the one you want up your ass <laughs> you don't want to boof that one it's too too boku yeah <laughs> Simon Amputee, do you have an experience with lithium orotate? Uh, no. Where did I include this? Mm. And the happiness on trend. If you're asking about that, I, I just did research on what could potentially make you happy. Of course, lithium is a part of, what was it, Prozac? Uh, or some other uh, antidepressant uh, or you know, mood-enhancing medication. And lithium orotate is actually over-the-counter, but it's better to supplement that under the guidance of a healthcare professional because it can actually be quite strong. So no experience with lithium orotate, um, but it might make you happy on trend. I've heard some anecdotal reports that lithium orotate um, kind of mellowed everybody out, and uh, or at least the guys on trend. And um, yeah, uh, made them pretty fucking mellow. I think we could get arrested for Tamagotchi abuse. I think it would be sentenced to death for all my abandonment. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my god. Yeah, and then and then after the Tamagotchis, remember that those fake uh, AI robot cats came out that you could pet, and then at one point uh, the the there were toys with uh, kids giving birth and stuff, babies giving birth to other babies. I mean, it was a fucked up time to the nineties. <laughs> Holy shit! Ah, oh, I'm glad it's over um brendan i was going to do a beginner cycle of anivar was thinking about 25 milligrams three times a week but would half a half of one pill every day be better i would like a uh, consistent intake i would just start with five to ten milligrams of anivar and build up as you go because i mean how much more can you increase from 25 milligrams where you can get the same results of five to ten milligrams early on and then up the dose as you need more results so uh how about you do five milligrams per day for like a month or two months and then 10 milligrams per day for another month or two months and then uh, go to 20 milligrams per day for another month right the higher the dose the shorter the duration and the more negative effect on your health parameters but i think you can run five milligrams anifar per day for a year round pretty safely and even 10 milligrams year round if you have all the health ancillaries in place and even 20 milligrams of anifar you can run for a pretty long time uh, depending on whatever else you're doing so um yeah every single day all pre-workouts or um split am and pm on wrist days but of course anivar is going to give an acute response uh pre-workouts but if you skip an arrest day then you miss out on a, out on or, then you miss out on all of the potential anabolic benefits and collagen synthesis right so uh yeah i would prefer every day let's see thomas four gram fish oil 2500 milligrams vitamin c ester c good Good, good, good. You've been paying attention. Citrus bergamot, one gram per day. Magnesium, 7,500. Up the dose to 1,200 milligrams. 200 milligrams per meal. Magnesium, 10 milligrams. Vitamin E, 400 IUs. Multivitamin, B100 complex. Vitamin D3 and K. Running test only. Am I missing something? Well, you're missing the growth hormone insulin. Duh. <laughs> Duh. What the fuck? And maybe an aromatizing him. <laughs> No, but this sounds good, dude. I mean, you got something to lower inflammation in the form of fish oil and vitamin E. Uh, you got an antioxidant in there and uh, something for collagen synthesis in the form of vitamin C. You got something for your lipids in the form of fish oil and citrus bergamot. You got a magnesium for skeletal muscle contractions and uh, blood pressure regulation. You got melatonin for antioxidant status in the brain and sleep quality. You got a multivitamin for everything and a B100 complex for all the enzymatic reactions occurring in the body, including neurotransmitter synthesis, mood and energy regulation, and a vitamin D3 and K for the delivery of electrolytes into bones and skeletal muscle and for overall cardiovascular health. Um, mix that in with a good diet and maybe a little bit of growth hormone insulin and you will be making gains plenty. Thomas, you will be a freak if you keep this up. I promise you. Yeah, but make sure you keep doing your blood work to see if you need any further adjustments to your health protocol. Obviously. I did the height protocol when I was 16 to 17. Oh, shame on you. How would I go about checking if the lack of estrogen during teen years permanently affected my heart? Well, uh, go to the doctor, uh, tell them what you did or don't tell them what you did. Uh, but it might be difficult to... Um, get an mri uh, done if you don't explain what you did so do some blood work see um oh you probably don't have any acute signs of low estrogen because estrogen is probably already back up to normal levels check your lean, uh, bone specific alkaline um bone specific alkaline oh fuck bone specific alkaline 
uh, phosphate levels to see if you had some sort of negative effect on your bones long term. Uh, check your CPK levels, your D-dimer levels, your cardiac markers. So right? just as an insurance policy, go talk with a cardiologist um, and then say, uh, listen, I want to check my heart. You do, uh, you know, an electrocardiogram first, then an echocardiogram, an ultrasound of your heart, and then an MRI or CT scan. But probably an MRI is enough. Um, and then you do the adenosine monophosphate intravenous administration to see if the blood flow through your heart is not impaired. If you don't have any weird tissue at certain spots, uh, because again, your estrogen works chronically low. So um, everybody else that's now currently 16 to 17, take heat. This is one of the reasons why it's not good to do high protocols. And if you want to do it, do it under medical supervision. So at least you have somebody to blame later on when you're in a poor state of health besides yourself. Right. Uh, thoughts on Gilt Wilders winning the election. Is that guy still uh, doing his thing in Holland? He's going to be prime minister? Dude, is, he, is that guy going to be prime minister? Fuck, he looks like ass too. Holy fucking shit. Well, well, guys, uh, watch that video about financial freedom. Let me link it again. All you Dutchies. Blueprint towards financial success. All right, I'm going to link it down below. It's a two-year plan to get the fuck out of there. Oh, well. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we are. Joseph Good. Uh, Steve, my TRT clinic is offering pharma HCG at 50 micrograms a day. Do you feel that dose is even worth it or should I not even bother? I'm not sure what the microgram dose. Uh, let's see. HCG micrograms to I use. I'm not sure how much micrograms is... Um, Oh, here it is. Easy calculation. Reload. Oh, it doesn't work. Uh, Omni calculator. Human chorionogonadotropin. Is that in the list? H. Yeah, here it is. Okay. So 50 micrograms. Oh, 50 micrograms is 500 IUs. So, oh, that's milligrams. <laughs> Sorry. <wait. laughs> You're asking about micrograms, right? Uh, where are we? 50 micrograms a day. So 50 micrograms per day is 0 0.5 IUs. Is that correct? And I, I, I don't think that's correct, dude. I think you either mean 50 IUs, but this converter is telling me that 50 micrograms HCG is actually 0 0.5 international units. And if you meant uh, 50 milligrams, then that's 500 IUs, which I would say is enough. Um, so yeah, uh, contact your uh, uh, pharmacy and uh, tell them you need 250 to 500 IUs ATG three times per week, or shut the fuck up. And otherwise, go with a more uh, reputable TRT clinic that actually knows what they're doing, or just source it online. Just source it online. That's what I do. You think I should leave? <laughs> this Geert Wilders, man. 
the biggest fucking racist. <laughs> this guy just shouts stuff. Uh, no. Then again, I, I can't say that the, the well, I haven't really paid attention to Holland because I have, haven't lived there for the last couple of years. But I remember the last couple of times of voting, all these guys would uh, you know offer the world of solutions, and none of them followed through. So uh, I just left. <laughs> it's like, you know, how do you do it? See you later, alligator. I'll go pay taxes somewhere else. So whatever they're doing over there, um, all the best to them, dude. All the best to them. But watch that uh, video about financial freedom and then they go live where you like it better. That's my recommendation. There's a lot better places in the world than Holland, dude. <clears throat> Let's see. Where are we? Where are we? Uh... King David, you have given great guidelines for when to start steroids, but would you? Uh, but would the same guidelines apply for when you have the, for when you are able to start your entrepreneur stack? I mean, I think it's completely different because, um, you know, the guidelines for starting steroids, besides the TRT plus protocol that I mentioned in the entrepreneur stack, and it kind of applies for when to start steroids. But, you know, there's so much more to the entrepreneur stack that is still coming. So, right, it's not just about going on TRT, which is obviously steroids, um, but it's also about, you know, improving sleep quality and, and following particular diets, just putting everything in place for you to make as much money as possible um you by optimizing every aspect of your life so that's what the entrepreneur stack is about that was part one and we're going to go a lot a lot a lot deeper right triple inception deep um with neurotransmitters and and all these nootropic aids whether those are medicinal or um you know still some sort of extract right i skipped over all of the adoptogens on the, the part two because there's so many of them so i'll probably have to group them all together in a single video that's how many fucking adoptogens are, are out there so Besides ATRT, which I think still applies to the, uh, the guidelines for when starting uh, steroids, everything else is just related to you optimizing everything, putting everything in place for you to be as successful as an, uh, of an entrepreneur as you can. And you can start doing that when you're an entrepreneur or just looking to make more money, right? You don't need to own a business. You can just uh, incorporate some of these things to work a little bit harder and better and make more money at the, the job that you currently have. And if you have a, a job that pays bonuses based on uh, performance or commissions, uh, then all the more reasons to uh, incorporate some of the things. It's like a return of investment. You spend maybe $50 to $100 on nootropic aids um, and you make it $2,000 uh, because of that, right? Because you're so much more cognitively um, supercharged. It's a no-brainer. Right, you still have net nineteen hundred dollars. So this is how you have to look into it. Right? You can incorporate things as you feel ready for them. Um, and, and just because the options are on the table doesn't mean that you have to take those options um for your own personal gain just quite yet. All right. Uh, but I will say that being on TRT is very good for entrepreneurship. I would kill, well, not kill, but I would give life, <laughs> literally, I would give life. To be on fucking TRT again. Jesus fucking Christ. It, I, I bored of being off cycle. <laughs> fucking hell. Dude. Holy shit. 
I'm so bored of it. 600 nanograms per deciliter, 700 at most, 900 if I fast. Dude, with the, the amount of work and stress and things that I need to do, I need a thousand. And I'm surprised that ACG is not getting me there, but I, I, would, I would give life literally for 150 milligrams testosterone per week on top of what I'm doing now. But 250 would be infinitely better. Yeah. Uh, but I'm four years old and, um, well, at 100,000 subscribers and a, a boatload of recurring customers that go back 15 years. Uh, yeah, and demand is high and the workload is extensive. I mean, it's two o'clock in the morning on Saturday and I'm still um, highly uh, neurogenic and uh, neurotransmissive to cater to your questions. So when you're working Saturday nights at midnight, um, get on the entrepreneur stack, the full Monty, I would say. Uh, classified recon, how do you move to a new place? Isn't it a bit scary? It's not scary at all, but you got to go out there and see the world, right? I mean, the world is bigger than the town you grew up in. Um, so get out or put out. Now, wait a minute. Uh, put out or get, put out or get out. Uh, just do traveling is the best thing you can do for your life. Really, really traveling, seeing the world. You'll see that most people are exactly the same, and it's just the news that kind of uh, differentiates us. So go through Southeast Asia, go to some Arab countries, go to some African countries if you can, go to North America, South America, right? I mean, there's so many, still so many places that I want to visit, but travel the world, you see that everybody's the same, and you have a different um, perspective on how people uh, are that haven't traveled, right? People that don't travel are very narrow-minded compared to the people who have. It's that simple, right? They haven't seen the world. They've seen uh, everything through the lens of YouTube, which, of course, is, um, you know, manipulated. But it, until you get out there and actually see the world for yourself, you haven't lived, honestly. And it doesn't matter how much money you make, and it doesn't, how much, doesn't matter how many cars you buy. You haven't seen anything of this planet unless you have traveled properly. So when you've traveled properly, moving to another place is easy as cake. Right. Easy as cake. Uh, let's see. Oh, some super chats are flooding in. Uh, Jared Friesen, about to start using growth hormone for the first time at 6 to 8 IUs a day on 600 to 750 milligrams testosterone, 600 to 750 milligrams primo cycle. I'm on a strict ketogenic diet. Will growth hormone perform differently from me being on a ketogenic diet? No, it will not. <laughs> no, it will not. Growth hormone will act as growth hormone does, but it's better to have a little bit of carbohydrates around the workout to um, help with metabolism. And with that much growth hormone, you need a little bit of T4 thyroxine in your um, a protocol because obviously growth hormone is going to speed up thyroid conversion even in the absence of carbohydrates. But if you have a little bit of carbohydrates uh, intra-workout or post-workout, then thyroid conversion will be um, you know upregulated to a certain extent for the next 24 hours. So if you train multiple times a week, then of course metabolism will be somewhat sustained. If you have carbs post-workout, this is why I take let's say 50 to 70 grams of uh, carbs from fruit, uh, from watermelon, blueberries, and pineapple that seems to digest very, very well um, and uh, fill me out right away. So uh, I would not start at six to eight IUs though. So if you're doing uh, 600 milligrams of test, 600 milligrams of Primo, 
um, add in the, the T4, 100 micrograms in the morning, start with two IUs growth hormone, and then every two to three weeks, you add in another two IUs growth hormone so your body can slowly get used to this increased water retention, the renin-aldosterone, uh, renin-angiotensin-aldosterone modulation, right? So you slowly build your growth hormone dose up. If you start with eight IUs now, you can't close your hands, really. You will not be able to close your hands. Plus, um, what is that? I, I think I linked, yeah, watch one of the videos that I linked down below about um, the pumps because carpal tunnel, uh, you can mitigate with electrolyte balance and taurine uh, as well. And again, you get terrible carpal tunnel if you go straight to eight IUs, but if you go from two to four to six to eight IUs with two week to four week increments, it's very unlikely that you get terrible carpal tunnel uh, compared to, to the carpal tunnel you would get if you go straight to eight IUs, right? I accidentally... Uh, injected the full eight IUs and now I can't uh, even masturbate anymore because my arms are numb right and then you're like Connor Connor Murphy like you wake up and you're like this <laughs> you can't feel your hands yeah like that so no not Connor Murphy Connor McGregor <laughs> Jesus uh Connor McGregor right Connor McGregor like this I think Connor Murphy was also something similar like that but he cleaned up his act quite a bit <laughs> all right where are we what is this? Yeah, I got that super sticker already. Thanks, thanks for reminding me. Uh, how much? Any video? How much time did it took for you to become so knowledgeable? So I, I started becoming uh, interested in bodybuilding or, or fitness when I was fifteen. So now I'm forty. So that's twenty five years. Yeah, uh, twenty five years. Um, and I, I I always try to learn more. Right? I never really took breaks. For, besides that one year break when I traveled uh, through uh, Southeast Asia and the greater Asia, right, to China and, and Mongolia, et cetera. Um, so let's say I've been studying for 22 years, 23 years on this subject, and there's still plenty much more to learn, and everything is always uh, evolving. So I'm really looking forward to starting this membership site and going, uh, going monk mode and really uh, re-diving into the anabolic energetic steroids because, um, well, you guys know me, I'm thorough as fuck. And we're sh I'm sure I'm going to find out some things that is going to shake, um, you know, conceptual thinking. Um, and that will all be presented in video format um, with chapters and references, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So I'll be super in-depth. Plus, the added benefit of me is that you get 12 years of actual coaching experience on top of that. Um, and uh, somebody with an actual degree that knows how to interpret scientific evidence. <laughs> because too many uh the false prophets in our sports that think that they know but uh, they haven't even been to school you know for anything substantial so yeah just just let them be electricians right and I, I wouldn't even ask them to change my light bulbs over here yeah anyway so don't worry my my membership section will put all other membership sections to shame i will promise you that yeah when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Uh, hey, Steve, in your last video, you mentioned you would li link a YouTube podcast channel. Yeah, so um, I'm not entirely sure if I'm still going to do that because I will segregate the clips uh, for sure because dude, YouTube shorts just kill the algorithm. So, I'm, uh, But they're still being made for uh, Instagram and YouTube. And on Instagram, they do very, very well. I mean, look at all the shorts and reels that I posted with Niall Nyga. 
I mean, they got they got man, how many views per uh, here now? Naiga, the last couple of ones 22, 24, 96, 75, 177, 82,000 views per short. Um, so on Instagram, it definitely pays off. I think I gained like 5,000 followers the last couple of weeks. Um, doing podcast collaborations with Nal Naiga and Mark Bell and um, uh, even Chase Irons, I got 40,000 views, right? So, and, and uh, you know, Dave Tate, but they didn't produce uh, really any shorts of our podcast collaborations. So um, on Instagram, I've grown a lot. <laughs> yeah, more than on YouTube, which I would expect otherwise. So I will separate a clips channel, but I probably need to hire somebody for that because I, I really don't want to, do too much you know medial tasks i just want to focus on the membership side so at one point i'll uh, hire somebody to move all of the clips uh, or all of the shorts and reels to the to the uh, the clips channel and then maybe make some uh, thumbnails for each of them and start you know clipping and, and chopping up the the vigorous q a's which i always record on the camera for high quality um and that will funnel new people into the you know the vigor steve youtube channel so you you catch them and then if they want they can tunnel over but i don't want these shorts to fuck with the algorithm on this channel anymore because i think it's really stunting my growth but long form content like a podcast i think that still does well so i haven't really decided yet if i want to start a podcast channel uh but the clips uh, i'm not or the, the shorts and the reels i'm not gonna do here anymore it just it just ruins the fucking algo and it pisses me off and I've worked so hard to uh, grow this channel. And then you, you think, you, you know, YouTube offers a new solution for uh, growth and then it limits your growth. So thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, you just make some shorts. Grow your audience. All these, all these audience are not interested in long-form content. So keep them on the Clips channel. I, I mean, how many, how many people are subscribed to the Clips channel now? Uh, I can't see that here. Maybe I can search for it. Vigorous clips, hair extensions, <laughs> 700 subscribers. I mean, it's abysmal. All right. So do me a favor, uh, subscribe to the clips channel to get a thousand subscribers so you can monetize that as well. And then I'll post a couple of videos and, uh, but I'll, I'll probably hire somebody to do that. Now, I just want to focus on the membership section. I right? there's so much stuff to do, but I got to be selective because there's so many, so many hours in the day. Uh, let's see. What did you study in university and which uni? So I studied at the university of Amsterdam, um, at knowledge engineering. And it's basically an aggregation at the time. So this is, we're talking about like 20 years, over 20 years ago. Um, so it's basically takes like, um, you know, a financial aspect of the business and the people relation and people management of the business and the, uh, the supply chain and the, and the, the workflow side of the business and then the IT side of the business and puts all of that together. So you can basically interpret what management wants and what the, um, you know, the, the, the ex not executive level but the performing level of the business needs to do. So it's very good for managing, um, you know, uh, basically driving the business forward. So that's what I studied in. So there was a lot of, um, 
you know, collecting data, I would say. So this is probably why I'm so good at collecting data from a multitude of different sources, because this is what I was trained in. So I can identify data uh, from humans. I can identify data from scientific evidence. I can identify data from, um, you know, computer programs, obviously, put that all together and then make that understandable for management who isn't really specialized in anything, but has superficial superficial understanding of all of the divisions of the business. And this is why I think I'm so good at what I'm doing right now, because we're taking from the scientific literature, we're taking from anecdotal experience, we're taking from my personal experience, coaching a lot of athletes and having 25 years experience in my own body. Um, we take from basic human biology and we extrapolate into better practices, safer practices regarding the use of performance enhancing drugs, right? Multitude of different sources put together. And over time, we slowly come to a higher truth. But as scientific literature um, kind of expands and new drugs come to the forefront, uh, practices are obviously going to change, right? So people fantasizing about trend. I mean, there hasn't been a new study performed uh, on trend uh, from a medical perspective for decades, right? Tim Pietkowski is very good at, at um, you know, looking at the psychological effects of Trenbolone, right? He posts public studies quite regularly. Um, I don't know, what is it? My, my brain pretty much turned to mush. <laughs> that was a great study. I laughed my ass off, but that's not really on any form of biology. So, you know, it's, uh, yeah, that's basically, uh, you know, where I stem from. And then I, I slowly transitioned into financial business consulting because uh, that's what I'm uh, very, very interested in. Let's see. Where are we? Mm. Oh, you guys are chatting amongst each other. All right. Let me just kick back and relax. Oh, I cracked my back, man. I'm so sore. I'm so sore. The first week that I came back to uh, Thailand, I barely trained. I was just broken for my holiday. And then this week I trained pretty hard, uh, trying to get my shape back. Right, man, these delts are in it. Like, look at this. <laughs> this is flat. <laughs> Fuck me, dude. Um, so, yeah, I'm slowly fighting my way back into the gym and uh and kicking ass um yeah so hopefully everything will fall back into place soon yeah when i'm uh, when i'm back at my previous condition i think i think another month of dieting to get all the fat from usa off and then i'm gonna slowly start increasing my calories because um i've been fuck trying to stay lean for far too long and it's i mean i'm starting to get pretty flat now All right. Well, I guess you guys are talking in between each other. Let's just answer some uh, some other questions earlier on. Mm -mm -mm. Here we are. YouTube chill zone. Hello. <laughs> How long did it take for your natural production to return when you traveled and were clean for a year? I currently five months after stopping everything uh, after six months, and that's why I'm asking. So I think I did a PCT. So I did my first cycle, right? Then I did a PCT. I did my blood work, and I was like 650 nanograms per deciliter a couple of weeks after uh, doing Nolvidex, uh, Nolvidex and Clomid. So I think my natural production was high when I started traveling, but mid-travel, I was like 400 nanograms per deciliter. And I think when I came back, I was about 300. 
right? Because you know, I think if I remember correctly, unfortunately, my blood work from that time, that's all back in Holland. And I couldn't find it the last time I was in Holland because it's all printed out on paper without reference ranges. So it's just numbers, right? So you have like numbers, no concentrations. This is, again, one of the reasons why I didn't want to live in Holland anymore. You go do blood work. You're only allowed one blood work per year. You're not able to pay out of pocket. You basically have to pay to play the victim and uh, pretend that you have all kinds of ailments just to get the blood work prescribed. And even then, it's very hard to get all of the markers that you want prescribed. So fuck that shit. Fuck basic healthcare in Holland. I'd rather work hard and pay that shit out of pocket in another country um, and stimulate the economy there uh, because clearly they didn't want my business over there in the in, in Holland. So um, I did my blood work before I left. I did my blood work when I came back. I think I went down from 650 down to like 350 nanograms per deciliter, um, if I remember correctly. And along the line, somewhere six months into the trip, I did my blood work at St. Louis Hospital here in Thailand, where I was about four something. Um, but it's all printed out. And I think I lost that blood work when I was traveling and I can't find the blood work, which I have in prints that goes back years, right? I asked my mom to look for it. I looked for it when I came back to Holland. I just don't know where the fuck it is. Um, all I remember is that there were no concentrations, just numbers. So, you know, what can you do? Um, so I came back uh, quite, quite well. Then when I did, uh, came completely off, 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 no fertility aids. I was about 450 to 600 nanograms per deciliter, depending on when I measured it. And now I'm 600 to 700 nanograms per deciliter with the HCG. So that's pretty similar to uh, the LH and emphasis secretion I had back in the day, but my fertility parameters are like twice as good. So I'm going to stay on LH and FSH because I simply don't want to undergo the Novitex and Clomid treatment uh, because of clotting risk and feeling absolutely terrible uh on clomid for four weeks to six weeks uh i can't afford it yeah i just can't afford it mentally really it's that simple uh, 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 uh. ah here we go oh no i already answered that <laughs> Hey, the, hey, Steve, thoughts on IGF-1, R3, and MK677? All right. Nice one. Uh, hide user from channel. Fucking MK677 questions. Beat it. Beat it. Where's your shirt from, Steve? Um... So this one I bought in a hurry in Padia. I'll, I'll give you the, the, let's see, maps. It's like $8 or something. <laughs> Padia, let me scroll down. I'll give you the location. It's like some, um, some supply store for uh, uh, hotel uh, anemones. It's called, so I have to look at the map. Is it this road or that road? Mall. Well, I don't think I'll be able to find it. <laughs> oh, well, now wait a minute. Uh, groceries. Friendship supply, right? Is that the one? Okay, then I gotta go this way. 
Where's where does where's Soybo cow? Is it this one? Yeah, and it should be somewhere here. Is this it? Hotel. I can't find it, dude. <laughs> I think it's next to uh, Tukkompatia. Uh, it's like right behind it. But it's just giving me hotels. Anyway, let me just drop the pin here. Uh, whatever, you wouldn't be able to buy it anyway. <laughs> So anyway, I just bought it at some supply store in a hurry because I wanted to look like the big Lebowski. And now everybody thinks that I'm a Jedi. <laughs> so <laughs> mission failed. Uh, 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 uh. How do you stay motivated to, to do entrepreneurial work when coming off cycle? Um, well, I mean, I like making money, obviously. So that is highly motivating. Uh, I'm spending money is a different story, though. I don't really spend money. I just make money and invest. Cursed. <laughs> Cursed, even though I did spend a lot of money going to the United States. It was no joke. Yeah. Uh, but then again, that's fine. So um, I don't know. I mean, it's just always been self-motivating. And again, since I'm on top of my health, I still go to the gym. I, I on top of my neurotransmitters, right? And then once in a while you feel lack of motivation and you take a gorilla mind respawn or a gorilla mind energy drink or um you know an extra dose of l-tyrosine and l-tryptophan and uridine monophosphate right i mean you just just fucking get it done and shut the fuck up you know i mean there's worse thing in life than um making money i mean i think making money is great you know I think it's absolutely great. It buys you freedom. It buys you relaxation. It buys you things to do. It buys you a little bit more luxurious situations. And, um, you know, so I'm in a position where I don't have to think about money, but it's because of my motivation to do entrepreneurial work, whether I'm off cycle or on cycle, right? I still go to the gym, whether I'm off cycle or on cycle. I still fuck my wife, whether I'm off cycle or on cycle, right? So uh, just because you're off cycle doesn't mean you get to, uh, you know, cuddle up in a ball and, and in the corner of the room and start crying like a little bitch. No, you're still a man. And if your testosterone levels are, you know, in the middle of the reference range, you shouldn't complain. You know, is it better to be super physiological? 100%. Right? I miss being on TRT. I'll be the first one to admit it. But it's not like I'm a miserable piece of shit right now. It's just I remember what it feels like to be on TRT and how much better I felt compared to now. It doesn't mean that I feel bad. It just feels that I feel less compared to before and what I could potentially feel like in the future after I give life. So um, I would say that my, uh, my overall capacity is like 80% regarding training, regarding entrepreneurial work, and regarding libido. Um, which is probably 100% for regular individuals or maybe 200% for regular individuals that don't pay attention to their nutrition and have invested so much time into their physique regarding supplementation and training and trying to be, you know, super duper healthy. Um, so I'm probably uh, twice ahead compared to other 40-year-olds, which, I mean, 
comparing me to other 40 year olds i mean it's night and day compared to gin pop 40 year olds i mean i'm, I'm way beyond that shit, right um but compared to you know somebody who's on trt at 40 years old and doing the exact same things that i'm doing plus trt i'm at about 80 percent. i would say yeah so but 80 percent is still uh pretty fucking good when most people are like 20 percent of their potential <laughs> you know or even less than that i mean there's so much uh procrastination and slacking and laziness in this world it's 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 honestly despicable i think this planet would be a lot better if people would follow my entrepreneurial deep dive yeah and just optimize their neurotransmitters and be a little bit more positive yeah even though i'm rambling now so let's move on uh when do you take your blood pressure at home do you stand sit lay down uh do position 96 uh, also do you also use a wrist cuff or arm cuff so i can't use the arm cuff because, well geez then can small now right maybe i can use the arm cuff after all oh my god i might have to edit that out is there still something left Jeez, it doesn't look good huh I gotta eat, dude. Well, Cheesecake Factory is opening in two weeks, so I might restore a little bit of body fat and uh, fullness. It's the end of the week. Guys have been training hard and dieting, and right? trying to get lean, so be gentle. Um, but when I do take my blood pressure, um, sit down for five minutes, kind of uh, relax. I got that arm round seven and put it here on my wrist with about an inch to spare. I put that at the height of my heart, so that's this high. All right, that's the height of my heart. And then I, uh, I just chill there for like two or three minutes. And then I press start and I wait. And I'm about 125, 120, 125 over like 60, 65. And then I'll do it on the other side. And on the right side, I'm usually uh, 125 to 130 and uh, 65 to 75. So it's a little bit higher on the right side compared to the left side. Uh, but I do feel that these uh, the Omron 7 is pretty accurate because I brought it with me to the clinic many, many times. And there I have a full arm cuff, right? I check it both sides. And then I do the Omron 7, just all sitting from the same position, uh, not moving around to just de-stressing and relaxing, getting my uh, heart rate down to like 45 to 55 beats per minute. I had bracketcardia because I'm you know somewhat of an athlete and I can actually manipulate my uh, heart rate through um well i i guess uh, you know swimming so much back in the day so i, I feel that those arm round sevens are pretty similar to the arm cuffs that you would have uh, at the hospital um but they're you know not identical so i just take the average and based on the average over longitudinal data over the last couple of years my blood pressure is pretty good yeah pretty freaking good You're like you uh, remember like steve's getting smaller hop on trt those my man yeah this is this is how bodybuilders die <laughs> bro you look small you need to be on super draw and then they they hop on super draw and then you know yeah but the yeah, I, I i at one point i will be on the trt gain again Got this IG girl in Thailand. She's lovely. I need uh, to go there someday. Okay, share the IG account and let me tell you if this is worth traveling to Thailand for. DK, I've been here 17 years. I'll I'll let you know. Share the IG account or DM it to me on Instagram if you don't want to make it public. Um, I'll be waiting. Yeah, I'll I'll let you know. 
Uh, hey, Steve, my dudes. <laughs> That's the real dude right there. Look at that. Actually, at uh, Las Vegas, uh, when it was uh, Halloween, we went to... Um, like, I wish I filmed it, but I was a little bit uh, intoxicated. <laughs> I went to, um, you know, Old Town. What is it? Uh, not Old Town. Was it Old Town? Downtown? Fremont Street. And it was somebody dressed up as a dude. <laughs> Fucking epic. <laughs> You're taking a picture. Yeah. All right, so what do you think about glutamine? Uh, yeah, I do recommend it. It's good for intestinal health and the stomach lining. So, of course, you know, uh, taking steroids and eating copious amounts of food is probably not the best for your stomach lining and, and um, modulates uh, or negatively your stomach acid production to the point you get acid reflux and thus your stomach lining might get impaired. And taking some apple cider vinegar with meals and supplementing with 10, grams, uh, 10 to 20 grams of glutamine um, will help with your intestinal health and stomach lining and prevent you from getting stomach ulcers and glutamine is a building block for glutamate which is an excitatory neurotransmitter and the most abundant neurotransmitter that you have which they can then um convert into gaba through the d uh man decarboxylase was it the decarboxylase? I have it here in my notes. Man, I should know this. I recorded today. <laughs> Glutamate. Steve. Decarboxylase enzymes. Glutamate decarboxylase enzymes. Yeah. Metabolize glutamate into gamma-immunobutyric gamma acid. All right uh yeah so i do recommend glutamine supplementation yeah good all around will it put more muscle on you probably not but it's still good for your intestinal health all right dk send me that instagram oh here we go i oh, know don't have it yet come on man don't let me down i want to see it now i want to see it now i'm, I'm interested let's see who you're talking about Let's see. It's been two hours and 15 minutes already. Holy moly. Holy moly. And I haven't had a super chat in like, oh, here we go. In 20 minutes. Guys, what's going on? Economy must be bad, huh? Economy must be bad. Let's see. Content lounge. I had some Mildronate. Wondering if it's a good idea to take it during a cut for a couple of weeks. If I keep the carbs low, and can it hinder the fat loss? Thank you, my man. I, no, you can't take Mildronate during a cut because it inhibits triglyceride absorption by inhibiting carnitine synthesis. So Mildronate is purely, purely for improving endurance when carbohydrate intake is high and fat intake is low, and you don't care about fat loss and so if you want to use something for fat loss um use trisepidides liraglutide duraglutide retroglutide liraglutide ephedrine clenbuterol uh, 5-amino-1-mq uh, you know ephedrine uh, caffeine aspirin stacks etc but meldronate is very low on the list of fat burning aids content lounge 
please watch the uh, optimized endurance deep dive video series again where i explain everything in depth nice first time seeing you live all right good welcome to uh the vigorous q a live i hope you have a question uh, 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 uh the questions are slowing down i guess we're uh, i guess we're done guys i guess we are done oh dirk ah okay dk sent the the instagram account okay except <laughs> uh let's see oh why can't i click it dude oh it's clicking okay ah that one okay so yeah she's in patio uh she's had two kids and um she may or may not have been um on walking street for a couple of years so even though this does sound appealing on instagram uh, i keep in mind this girl is like uh yay high which can be sexy in a certain extent but uh, all the tattoos are dead giveaway that she used to dabble in walking street um you know the lip fillers and the silicone and the potential butt implants are, are also an indication that she might have some uh I don't know some some history and you know if you want to um really identify the girls that have kids or not all you have to do is look at their lower abs if there's a big fat tattoo on it it's probably to hide a little bit of the loose skin and um let's see the loose skin and the cesarean because a lot of the thai girls they do cesareans here because they uh, want to keep their pussies intact uh for uh, you know money making opportunities obviously because a tight pussy is a money making pussy um so they do a cesarean and then they put a tattoo over it so it hides the scars all right so um uh, this one no no plus it's a girl from patia so double no uh, all girls in patia are just nutcases yeah but if you want to hit it one time right ahead dude just hit it and quit it Hit it and quit it. <laughs> but with our Instagram following of 130,000 followers, let's check the link tree. Let's, yeah, there's an OnlyFans there. Yeah, so don't simp on the OnlyFans, dude. Um, just come to Patia. You'll meet a boatload of girls like this. And, um, uh, you know, maybe buy them a drink or you, and, and take it from there. Right? <laughs> so, oh, well, where are we? So yeah, kudos on you for sending it, but uh, hit it once, hit it and quit it. But don't fall in love, DK. Don't fucking do it, dude. Don't do it. All right, where were we on the Super Chats? Uh, okay, I think this is the latest one. Uh, how to prevent low testosterone and SSRIs while natty? Um, I haven't researched that, to be honest. But... Um, I mean, maybe some of the over-the-counter supplements that I mentioned in the how to improve your testosterone levels might help, but I haven't looked into the interaction with um, SSRIs or other medications like nabivalol or beta blockers, which are known to reduce uh, testosterone levels as well. So um, I'll link it here. It's the six from the top. One, two, three, four, five, six. Six from the top. And they give that one a watch. You might get some ideas. But I haven't really looked into uh, SSRIs regarding testosterone. This is why I only mention SSRIs in the context of being on cycle, uh, because I don't know how much of a negative effect they have on testosterone levels. 
but I do know that they can severely diminish one's libido. Uh, face velocity, high red blood cell count with low ferritin. Any recommendations? 80 milligrams testosterone replacement therapy. Um, how is your hematocrit, mean corpus volume, mean corpus hemoglobin, mean corpus hemoglobin concentration? Because if that's all normal, no, low ferritin is fine. I look at your serum iron levels, but if you have low ferritin and, and skewed MC, uh, MVC, MVC, geez, if you have skewed uh, MCV, MCH, and MCHC levels, and your red cell distribution width is off, RDW, then it's very likely that you're being a vitamin B9 and B12 deficient or iron deficient or all of the above, right? So look into the total um, uh, picture. Um, it could be that you have high red blood cells because the hemoglobin content of the red blood cells is low because you lack B vitamins and iron. So you have less hemoglobin within the red blood cells and thus red blood cell production goes up to compensate for the lack of oxygen carrying capacity because there's less hemoglobin which carries the oxygen otherwise within each red blood cell. So um, uh, RBC might be high, but hematocrit might be low because the RBC is low. Red cell distribution width is skewed, let's say 14, 17%, somewhere along those lines, uh, you know, over the, the general range. And then you see that mean corpus hemoglobin concentration is all over the place as well. So uh, look into the total picture and then uh, maybe start supplementing with a B100 complex and maybe start supplementing with iron or adding more beef to your diet. Um, and again, if your hematocrit is high, and your uh, red blood cell is high and and um you know you, you might have sleep apnea or you might have uh, you know polycythemia or, or something else going on so you know with these two values i can't really um, give you solid advice just a couple options you can look into steve knows them all yeah dude i mean <laughs> these girls are everywhere man yeah Steve, the master of knowledge, steroids and hookers. Dude, after 17 years, I know I know all the big players. <laughs> all right. Uh, you think low-dose statin inhibits muscle growth? Yes. Yeah, I do think so. Yeah. That's why I mentioned to Chase Irons that he should just take the statin out because his lipids were actually quite good for the amount of steroids he was on. And he was also on azetamibe and... and um, you know, healthy eating and fish oil and stuff. So, but he's still on a statin. I think he feels comfortable there. And again, it's his body, his choice. But I do think that statin inhibits, uh, inhibits statins inhibit muscle growth because you need a little bit of cholesterol synthesis for uh, cell membrane insulation and cell functioning because in the cell membrane is a lot of triglycerides and cholesterol to help with signaling and, you know, insulation and that kind of stuff. So inhibiting that just makes your cells not function correctly and it might make you sore albeit that resuvastatin doesn't really have that effect um yeah so so i would i would think statins are a last resort yeah but again if your lipids are unmanageable then you might have to sacrifice a little bit of muscle growth to keep your lipids in range because again you can't grow muscle if you're dead if you're dead and you have a boatload of uh, plaque buildup right so yeah all right awesome DK, cool. So when you come here, um, you know what, what is the best thing to do? Like you go to uh, the Muscle Factory Instagram page, Muscle Factory Bank, uh, Patia. Let me link it. Muscle Factory Patia. 
Instagram. Here we go. And then you go to uh, tagged. Fuck, it's only dudes. No, maybe maybe not tagged. Okay, that's only dudes. Okay, you search for Muscle Factory Patia. Muscle Factory Patia. Uh, and then you go to the location. Why is my Instagram so slow, dude? All right, this is the one. Okay. I'll link it down below. This is so inappropriate, dude. <laughs> but it's late. All right, I'll link it down below. Instagram slash explore locations, blah, uh, a random number, Muscle Factory Patia. And then you start scrolling. And then you see a boatload of girls that uh, train at the Muscle Factory Patio. So you can start prospecting um, to see if it's worth going to Patio or not. Uh, Jesus Christ, there's a lot of uh, tattooed up girls that <laughs> patrol Walking Street. Uh, this is why I don't live in, in Patio. Yeah, so you just start patrolling there. Start prospecting, and then uh, if you see enough girls that you like, then uh, maybe it's worth the trip, you know? And otherwise, you go to the Illusion, or was it Insomnia? Insomnia Club. Insomnia Club Patia, right? All right, here we go. Any Any party pictures? Uh, no, this is promotional material. Uh, this might be good. Okay, so here's what you do. You go to the uh, Muscle Factory Patio page, and then you go to the Insomnia Patio, uh, Club Insomnia Patio page on Instagram, and then you'll see a lot of overlap. <laughs> ah. Oh, you see so much overlap. So the going rate for freelancers is about 2,000 to 5,000 baht. Some of them are 8,000 baht nowadays. Um, so that's a pretty fucking expensive price. Um, so, you know, the, the let's see, the, um, the starter pack for that, and we're, we're going to close it off here, guys. No more super chats. We're going to close it off. No more super chats. <laughs> All right. Anything that I need to answer? All right, I will answer two more. So um, the 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 freelancer starter pack is as follows, right? Uh, lip filler, tattoos, especially in the lower abs, uh, some silicone, obviously. Uh, let's see what else are they wearing nowadays. Some uh, clothes that um, uh, are a little bit too short for comfort, but don't necessarily look expensive because most of these girls just get their clothes on the market man there's some crazy clothes over there Fuck, i haven't been into illusion in like a decade <laughs> or insomnia right in illusion is in, in bangkok uh let's see yeah and and then um maybe some cigarettes and some uh, you know some bad makeup and then of course uh, all in all the pictures they use over lighting so these girls might be a little bit more tanned than they uh, appear to be over here at club uh, insomnia um and then the best thing you can do is just to go around uh, making the rounds uh, with your Coke Zero. And then, uh, you know, if girls are interested in you, just ask them if they're working or not. Let's say, you, are you working tonight or are you just uh, going out having fun? It's, if they play dumb and say, 
what the hell's going on? You say, listen, um, I don't pay. So if you're working, you're better off, uh, you know, looking uh, for a customer and just keep it chill. You know, you don't have to say that direct, but say, listen, look, look at me. I'm in shape. I look good. I'm financially secure, right? I take care of myself. I don't pay, right? You can still go with me, but I'm not going to pay. So if you're working, if you're looking to make money tonight, <laughs> look somewhere else. Um, and that usually works, <laughs> you know, to at least, uh, you know, filter out all the freelancers. But most of the freelancers that work at, uh, you know, Walking Street, you can find them during the day at Muscle Factory Patio. And there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but of course, uh, you know, freelancers uh, will cost you money. And the regular girls that you need to put some effort into uh, will not. But then again, the threshold of putting in effort in patty is quite low. I'll tell you that. You can probably get laid in like 20 minutes after you arrive. So without paying for it. It's patty after all, dude. All right. Uh, super chats. R&R, rest and relaxation, asks LDL about 95 at uh, 450 milligrams testosterone uh, per week and 450 milligrams EQ. Statin worth it. Dude, your LDL is fine. What are, you, what, are you, what are you talking about? Take some fish oil and such bergamot and shut the fuck up. It, it, your LDL is fine. What, you don't need a statin at all. Already take a xenomype and citrus bergamot. Okay, add some fish oil and be done with it. Yeah, add some fish oil. All right. Uh, does high-dose pregnenolone sulfate and DHA sulfate on TRT mean? Without HCG usage, both were slightly over reference range. Okay, so it could be that the steroid sulfatase, I, mean, I, I fucked it up last week again. So uh, steroid, there's two of them. One is uh, from sulfate or two sulfate sulfatase. So steroid sulfatase makes sulfate. What was the other one? I keep I keep mixing these up. That's why I need to get back to steroid content. So I just uh, remember all this shit. That I've been completely overwhelmed and indoctrinated with nootropic content. And there's only so much memory capacity I have. I need I need an upgrade, guys. I need some like DDR6 memory installed. Uh, uh, steroid sulfatase. Okay, so steroid sulfatase is converting DHA sulfate into DHA. So there might be something uh, going wrong with uh, steroid sulfatase levels where your DHA sulfate levels and pregnenolone sulfate levels, which can be directly produced in the adrenal glands, um, are high, but the metabolism into free pregnenolone and free DHA is not properly occurring. Uh, it could be a nicotinamide mononucleotide or NAD plus deficiency, um, or it could just mean that everything is high. Right? It could be that pregnenolone levels are high and DHA, sulf DHA levels are high and the sulfated versions are high um, because your adrenal glands are still producing adequate amounts of uh, neurosteroids, which can happen if you're young or in unique individuals with just a lot of adrenal function, even on TRT. So uh, assuming that's what you mean, yeah, you're on TRT, right? So um, maybe maybe check your D free DHA and free pregnenolone levels or check your progesterone levels, which of course metabolize from pregnant alone. So I would say that if your DHA levels are low and progesterone levels are low, that it's very likely that you don't get enough steroid sulfatase activity for pregnant sulfate and DHA sulfate to metabolize into its free forms. 
All right. Let's cut it off here. Oh, fuck Simon, dude. This is the last one. Thoughts on managing risk factors as an individual running moderate levels of gear with uh, elevated lipoprotein A. Uh, I don't think there's ways to reduce your lipoprotein level A. I think only azetamibe and testosterone actually lower that. Um, but I can't remember off the top of my head what else does that. I mean, it seems to be predominantly related to genetic conditions. What I will say is that I read an article not too long ago. Um, yeah, exactly. I agree. No more super chats. People don't listen to. Um, so we're still going to answer it because, um, you know, another $5, right? I mean, $5 shakes. Hell yeah. Uh, so um, I, I read an article uh, not too long ago about lipoprotein level A contributing to plaque buildup um, with oxidative stress um, in the arteries is high. And when there's not enough vitamin C to bind up the collagen, because, uh, of course, when collagen uh, transports through the bloodstream, it's attached to vitamin C. Vitamin C is a collagen donor. And then if vitamin C is not present, collagen in combination um, with lipoprotein little A can actually form plaque just the same as uh, LDL foam cells or in combination with LDL foam cells. So um, that is where I would look into. But I think besides azetamibe and testosterone, uh, there's nothing that really lowers uh, lipoprotein level A. It seems to be predominantly related to genetics. All right, this is a super sticker, uh, super sticker, Logan. So it's all good. Okay, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys so much for watching. Two and a half hours, job done. So that's uh, two hours of recording this morning, two hours of consultations, one hour of um, uh, muscle nomads, which will drop Monday, and then two and a half hours of. Um, what is it? Uh, the vigorous Q&A. So uh, if I seem incoherent at this point in time, my sincere apologies, I've been talking for days, right? Or the entire day, at least. Okay, so let's wrap it up here. Guys, thank you guys so much for watching. We'll see you again next week at the vigorous Q&A. Um, hopefully you guys can join for the private Q&A uh, for members only. And uh, But I'm happy with uh, 125 to 150 active viewers today. Guys, um, I hope you uh, enjoyed your holiday, Thanksgiving. And don't forget the Black Friday sales, right? Over at Gorilla Mine, 30% off with code Vigorous. Seven new products that they dropped. I mean, you can save yourself a fuckload of uh, money uh, on, on Gorilla Mode Respawn and Tricesterone Ectisterone if you were on the fence on giving those a try if you're currently drug-free or you want to raise your SSBG levels marginally. <laughs> you know, um, look into the Gorilla Mind, uh, Gorilla Mode 30% off uh, Black Friday sales. It will continue until monday so you have some time to um order your products and they got some cool uh, shirts from derek he finally made some merchandise after like uh, 500 years on youtube and being absent for the last year finally made some merchandise in the form of that um well allegedly sauna controlling device uh, but i i know it's something else but uh, well i'm not allowed to say so anyway thank you guys so much for watching <laughs> see you guys in the next video, uh, Vigorous Q&A uh, dropping next Saturday. Peace out.